Blog Talk Radio. Chick, you like Carlotta, and I'm back. <laughs> okay, I did give y'all a show like early last week. Was it early? Like it was like Thursday night. Yeah, it's kind of like a weird sleepy show. <laughs> yeah, I did. You know, okay. So because I was going out of town, so yeah, I went out of town. I'm back, and I said today I'm going to give a show. I know it's late. I know. It is what it is, okay? Girl, it's been busy. Okay, this is, I'm going into the last week of my, you know, my classes. I've been on my online classes, okay? So I'm going to finish that stuff up. And let's see. Then I had, um, then I was, I just came back from out of town from my hometown, Kansas City. So I got to tell you guys, right? I did the runway. Okay, first of all, (laughs) I did the runway uh, thing. I did the uh, runway um the runway show, right? The uh, the uh, the the fashion show. It was so fun. I was so scared. I actually don't remember what happened when I was walking. <laughs> I saw it though. But you know what? It is. Uh, it was. I, I wanted. To, it was a fear I wanted to get over, and I'm really excited. I did, and I got another opportunity. But I have to tell y'all about that later on. I'm excited about that. But let me just say this. It was fun. I loved the whole process of it. I was like, oh, this is so fun. You know, I'm a person who loves to sit back and watch shit. <laughs> I'm a Scorpio. <laughs> so I do wild shit like that. So I was, like, watching the, the intric- all the intricate things that go into that. And see, what? let me just go back. Before I get into the fashion show, let me go back. Let me tell you about that weekend, okay? My The weekend was great. I had a great weekend. I got home. Uh, Friday, and I got to, you know, hang out with my grandparents. My grandparents are always a hoot, okay? <laughs> oh, it's a mess, all right? And so uh, then 
on, you know, I got started, I get to meet meet one of the designers. She was a hair designer for the fashion show because it's a wedding. It was a wedding expo, right? And what was so cool, this lady had been doing designs for years. She's older. She was. Um, She's, uh, they call her Miss O, it's Miss Odessa, and she, she's she been doing, she's like 74, I think, and she's been doing designs for since she was a young girl, right, her and her assistant. I mean, beautiful dresses, okay? So I got to her house, and I got to meet her because I was trying to come for this fitting for this dress. So I immediately looked at the dress, right size, wrong waist, okay? Listen here, I was like, uh, excuse me, that waist ain't going to work. <laughs> right, and so I had to also art. I was supposed to also uh, walk, like do. I was supposed to walk twice and do lingerie. The, my first walk was with lingerie. Okay, in lingerie, it was really pretty. It was like a burgundy with a long, long lingerie with a long robe and everything like that. But my boobs were all out. You know, my boobs talk. If you know me, my boobs they be like, "Hi." <laughs> my boobs speak to everybody. I use them quite readily. <laughs> They're one of my great assets. I have to use them. <laughs> so my boobs, you know, they they were I, I, they were talking for the uh, lingerie show very much so. But it was fun. I got to walk, but my dress, my the way they fixed my dress, it didn't work the second time. Going, you know, going for my second walk, so I didn't walk the second time because the dress, the dress, the the loops they had fixed on them weren't weren't right. They weren't. It wasn't going right. So that was okay because. You know, opportunity still came, right? But it was still fun. It was a lot of fun. I got to learn so much, and I got to meet so many great people. But Miss O, I I really loved her. She was so she had so many stories. She was so great, and uh, it was so fun talking to her and her assistant on Saturday and looking at some of their designs over the years and stuff like that. It was just fun, right? I gotta have her on the show. I told her she's gotta come on the podcast talk, right? Y'all would enjoy her. Y'all would enjoy her a lot, okay? And then Pam, who has been, you know, who she has the Model Academy, Pam Newton. I'm going to have her on, too, once, uh, one time on here, because Pam does a modeling academy out of Kansas City, and Pam's been working with me for a minute, and Pam is so great. I love Pam, okay? Pam uh, uh, was, uh, she's a model. She's been modeling for years. She does, Pam was, like, in her, I think Pam's in her 50s. She does, Pam does not look like <laughs> right, uh, really great looking and just been modeling for years, really cool, really helped me through this process, and then my friend April who's been modeling for a minute, and she's so great, and they, you know, I just want to shout out to them, okay, because the, if it wasn't for them, I probably never would have done it. <laughs> right, so I had such a great time, I loved it, it was it was fun, I got over my fear, right, and I'm going to do it again, <laughs> this time it'll probably be better, right? The next time it'll be better. It's COVID. The next time it's soon, okay? But I'm, you know what I discovered? I don't know if I'm a walker. I'm a picture taker. I don't know if I'm a walker. I'm no Naomi Campbell around this joint. <laughs> uh, not in the walking category, okay? Now, I can take a picture, Naomi. <laughs> but uh, I don't know about the walking category thing. But it, was, but it was so fun. I met other women there, a couple of women who made their first time walking. It was so fun. I just met a lot of really neat people. So I had a really great time. I really I will say that. I enjoyed it. And I learned that, like, I was talking about the process of it. Yeah, I was watching it because I watched it, and I was like, damn, you know what? I get to do one of these. This is shit. 
<laughs> right? Because when I grew up, I grew up around my grandparents, and I only do gospel DJ, but my grandmother used to do, uh, like, she would um, – uh, host a lot of programs in the area. See, you know, so a lot of times when my grandma would do emceeing or something, gospel gospel programs and stuff like different different programs, right? And at one time, my grandmother was into promoting. She promoted. My grandmother brought his uh, when I was a kid. Al Green. She brought. You know, when he started doing gospel, she had a disaster one with the O'Neill twins. Hold up, story. But my grandmother would often bring, you know, sometimes she would work with people to bring acts in or she would MC programs and stuff like that. So I grew up around all that kind of stuff. And so I was kind of like, you know, I was thinking to myself, you know what, I could probably put on a show rather easily. I mean, so I, it, 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 it was something that I really enjoyed the process of, and I really enjoyed watching it. So I got, it brought me back to when I was a kid, you know, and, and watching my grandmother used to put together these shows and stuff. And I remember one time my grandmother was thinking about going into, this is before Live Nations and stuff like that, but she was thinking about promoting rock. And I remember her and her group, and I was thinking like, oh, please do so. <laughs> but I think she didn't want to do it after a while because of so so much stuff going on with it and everything. But I thought to myself, I love that kind of stuff. So that is just so fun. So when I saw that fashion, the fashion show and all the stuff that goes behind it, I enjoyed that too because I grew up in that kind of stuff. So that was so fun. It was it was a lot of fun to do, and I had a great time. Okay, so that's my uh, little week that I had last week for you guys when I was gone. So I was doing something. I was actually doing some getting getting rid of one of my fears. <laughs> so I'm so glad that um, I could share it with you guys. And so everybody's asked me for pictures. Okay, I have the video of me walking. I don't know if I want to show that, though. I'm so insecure. <laughs> And try. Okay, I may have pictures coming, though, because they took pictures. So I'm like, but I, I don't really know how I was. I was, like, so nervous about the walk. I was so nervous in these little these heels I had on. I was so freaking nervous. that I don't know what the hell I was doing. <laughs> like, when I got there, down there, I was like, oh, okay, you know. And my husband's out there. He was like, he's like, I didn't even, you didn't even look at me. I was like, yeah, I couldn't look. I wasn't looking at anyone. I really wasn't. I wasn't paying attention to a damn person. <laughs> I don't even remember much of it happening, but it was fun. All I remember is standing there and my boobs saying hello because my boobs are really <laughs> This particular lingerie thing had my boobs out, but I'm quite comfortable with my boobs. With cleavage, I am. I am. I'm quite comfortable with it. So, so it was. It was. It was pretty fun, though. I enjoyed it so much. I really do. Did it was fun. Lots of great fun. Okay. Oh, and my papa's birthday. My grandpapa. His birthday was the twenty ninth. Happy birthday, papa. He's eighty three years young. I'm sure he was. He doesn't care about me sharing that with you guys. But you know, I went home. It's so funny because he still. Thinks he's like the Uber driver in the neighborhood. Like he already has, like he has little jobs taking people places. Pisses me off. Like he's got jobs. He's got little jobs taking people places. Like he he gets like paid. Like they pay him. Like he takes people his his friends around the neighborhood places. It's just so irritating. <laughs> and sometimes they don't. He's just taking it for taking them around for fun. <laughs> I mean, he is a trip, right? And so, like, so we got his birthday cake, right? We got we got a birthday, uh, a birthday cake, a little small one this year, because my grandmother has been on him about sweets and stuff, so we got a little small one for him. And so 
So we put the cake up the night, you know, before, right? So next day we're trying to put the candles on real quick and all that stuff because we're trying to celebrate his birthday early because I'm there at home a week early. Let me tell you about the cake sniper, the snap, uh, this is cakes, what would I call it, cake thief. <laughs> that shows up at our house from somewhere. So I go into the refrigerator to get the cake out. It's like a whole perfectly sliced piece out. I'm like, what? <laughs> and so I'm like, who oh, cut this cake, piece of cake? And my granny comes in there and looks at the cake. like, oh, you better take that back because somebody, uh, somebody done cut that cake out. I mean, she's just sitting there with a straight face. And my, my grandfather is like, I can't tell you what he said. That old, he says that old. Edward, <laughs> no, who cut that cake? It was her. It was my grandmother. She just played. I mean, cut his cake. They had no remorse, anything. So we put the little candles on there with his little slice. He didn't even get his first slice. <laughs> my granny got it. And was still lying about it. <laughs> A mess, Okay. I told y'all they need a reality show, all right? Seriously, okay? So happy birthday to my papa. My mommy's birthday is coming up this week. I got so many Tauruses around. So many Tauruses. It's a lot of Tauruses. <laughs> you know, here's the weird thing. I have these doubles in my life. I have a thing about doubles. Doubles happen for me, right? When I was young, sidebar, y'all, if, for those of you who are new listening to the podcast, I do this kind of weird thing every week where I talk to you guys about life stuff, okay? And I always talk to you about random subjects in my own life. But this is sidebar. Okay, sidebar is I have this weird thing with doubles in my life, right? Weird ass shit. I'm serious. Like, my best friend, one of my best friends when I was a young girl and still one of my best friends to this day, her mom, her name, her name is Felicia, and her mom's name is Irma. So as I got older, my spiritual mom and her daughter, which I'm still really good friends with too today, Felicia Irma. <laughs> right? Same thing, little same thing. I meet later on in life, right? My first love, his name was like Kanar. Then I married a guy named Kanar. His last name was Weird. I'm telling you, I have these weird devils, right? My, my mom and my 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 parents. Okay, I've got more doubles. I, I'm just gonna tell you guys a few doubles. Okay, I'm I'm I, I, you, I'm like I probably have lots of doubles coming. <laughs> doubles always happen for me. <laughs> right? And my mom was is a Taurus, and my dad's a Pisces, and my grandparents who raised me, my grandmother's a Pisces, and my mother and my grandpa is a Taurus. Isn't that weird? So I was destined to be raised by a type Pisces. An Atorian, <laughs> no matter what. Okay, that's my weird sidebar of the day. I'm sure there'll be more. But I really have this weird thing with doubles happening in my life. It's just a these just weird-ass doubles. I, I don't know why. They just really happen, just weird-ass doubles. There's even more. I, I'm not even sharing with you guys all of the doubles, but I have this thing with doubles. Doubles show up. <laughs> okay, so weird, okay? So that's my week, and what else do I want to say to you guys? Um, oh, I'm trying to think. Was there anything else that happened so exciting during my week? Um, yeah, you know, just the regular normal stuff. Normal stuff. I'll probably come. You know, I'll probably start to thinking. You know, as I get to talking on this show, then I'll it'll it'll probably come to me. Okay, but it is time for it's a word. <laughs> 
for those of you who have never heard, it's a word. It's a word. It's like kind of, kind of like my. I don't know. It's just motivational. It's my motivational thing for you guys during the week that I've went through this week. I guess it is kind of okay. It's a motivational thing I take from my own life this every week that I reflect back on my own shit that I'm going through, and I decide to share with you guys, hoping it'll encourage someone out there. Okay. Um. This is my it's a word. It's really going to be kind of, I don't know, it's, a, it's like a short it's a word, I feel. But it is learn to say yes even when you're uncomfortable to different opportunities and don't feel guilty saying no. Okay. So I got it up. Okay, I had a quote for you guys. I don't even know if I got the quote up. <laughs> you know how this, you know how this, y'all know how messy this show is. Okay, it's a quote that I really liked that I wanted you guys. Okay, it's a simple quote. It says, say no without guilt, say yes without fear, okay? So, and it's from Paulio Colio. I don't know if I'm saying that name right. I'm probably butchering it. But say no without guilt, say yes without fear, okay? So I felt like this was so important this week for myself because when I was when I was asked to do this walk in this fashion show, I was very nervous about it. I was thinking like, you know, I don't know if I'm gonna have enough time. I don't know, you know, I'm trying to lose weight. I don't know. <laughs> I had all these things and everything, and these fears. And I remember him just saying, you know, just go ahead and do. It. I really want you to do it and everything. And so I'm like, okay. And you know what? I'm so glad I did it because it opened up so many uh, things and so many. I met so many great people. Opened up some opportun- other opportunities. I really, I really appreciate saying yes a little bit more now. And I'm a person who can say no. She can say no. Let me tell you something. No, and oh, that's what people say. You know, when people <laughs> people be saying, you know, it's, uh, they don't, you know, people be looking at celebrities. I see how they have a hard time saying no when they get money and everything to their family. I say, not me. No. <laughs> My family, no, I'd be like, no. No, <laughs> and that took a long time because I, I usually was I was used to be extra extra nice, but shoot, now I got balance, baby. I'd be like, no, 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 no is a work of art to me, right? But you know, saying yes without fear, it really I don't know. I, I've talked about this before, but there's a movie with I don't know, I forget the guy. Is it Jim Carrey in this movie? I can't remember. But the but a guy practices saying yes for like a whole year in this movie I watch, and it's really a motivational. Uh, it's really kind of a motivational movie, but about the power of saying yes to things and how yes can lead you into greater things and bigger things. I'm not saying say yes to everything, okay? But I'm just saying that saying yes to sometimes things that make you fearful or uncomfortable or take you out of your comfort zone is such a good thing because it begins to open up doors in other places and other things and stuff like that. And it, you know what it made me realize this year, this week, doing a fashion show and stuff like that, it made me realize, like, so much how, like, how much fear I have that's really just so unnecessary, especially when I was younger. I was like, my God, I was so fearful about shit that didn't even really matter, (laughs) right? And so it's a different vibe when you do it in your older years, but I wish, I found myself wishing that I had known, I wished I had said yes more in my youth, okay, uh, to certain things and everything. And I and I just want to say to you, young ladies who are listening to me, to you 
younger, and I am gonna, I'm still, I'm gonna come up with that show for a young. Y'all know I love to talk to the young ladies. I'm gonna do a show for the just for my twenties, girls in my twenties, uh, girls in your twenties, okay? For from my point of view, okay? I'm gonna do that later on, but that's a sidebar. But I just want to encourage young women while you're young. I mean, and older women who who are like me, who are now you're in your forties and you're out of your fear, and you still, you know, you still fly and everything. To say yes to things that you normally would not say yes to, okay, and 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 do it without fear. You know what I'm saying? Fear is gonna come, but do it anyway. All right. And for younger women, you have a chance while you're young. If you you put this practice in now, girl, it will take you far. I gotta talk about my girl, Christian. Okay, Christian Nicole, y'all. She's been on here for. Uh, Christian's been on here a couple times for her books, and I'm so proud of her. Christian's like, Christian's 30? i got to ask Christian. I forget what Christian is. But Christian is in Sierra uh, Sierra Leone right now. She's traveling. Like, she's trying to do, I think, over, she's been to over 30 or 40 countries, and she's she's barely out of her 20s. (laughs) I'm so proud of this girl. (laughs) She makes me smile, okay? She inspires me. And that's a person who doesn't say, you know, who, who doesn't, who says yes to things where she's not, and I'm going to have her on again because we got to talk about this, these trips that she's been on. And then I got another, the other day I just got a, another a young man that I want to talk to on the show too who's uh, traveled throughout Africa and stuff like that, and I'm going to bring him on the show to talk to you guys too. I'm going to get that together later. But, yeah, I love when, to see young people who are doing uh, doing great things and not being afraid and, and saying yes to things that would normally be fearful for you know for people at uh you know for for people at certain certain ages or in their twenties to go around the world and to go around the world alone sometimes you know so um, shout out to Christian I want to say that to her and uh, for um, what else. Oh, it was something else I wanted to talk to you guys about. No, we were talking about saying yes. So say yes, young ladies, okay? Try to say yes as much as you can. I Even with my little niece, I call her my little niece cousin. My little niece, she went. She was just graduating from uh, high school, right? And that summer she wanted to go to Italy with some of her friends. And, you know, everybody was all scared and stuff. And I remember I said to my uh, my. Granny called me up and said, my uncle wanted to know, you know, what did I say? I said, definitely tell her to go. Oh, my God, if you can go to Italy right out of the house, you go. <laughs> and it was right before the pandemic. And I'm so glad she went while she's young and she, and, be, and, she, and she got to explore. That is such a beautiful thing, okay? And that's saying yes sometimes in spite of your fears, okay? So that's what I want to encourage you guys to do, okay? And then it's the other part of this uh thing is saying no without guilt, okay? No is a very important word. I learned it, you know, I've been learning it myself even more so because sometimes, you know, while I am tough and I can say no, sometimes I do lean back into people pleasing. And I have to learn sometimes with relatives and families and friends and people to say no, 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 and without guilt, without, you know, so that you can have balance, a fresh balance in your life and a fresh understanding of of the energy you need to reserve for you. It's okay to say no to people. Shit. (laughs) Just practice it. N-O, no, 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 okay? It's okay to say no 
without feeling guilty, okay? And not, uh, but stay, but it's okay also to say yes to things that take you out your comfort zone and, uh, and, and that, that sometimes scare you, but you really want to do, okay? So that's my, it's a word. I don't know. I hope it works. I hope you guys get it and I hope you guys are encouraged by it. For me, it was, uh, very helpful. For me, this uh, this week, as I you know, I went on this 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 new journey for me. It's really fun. I'm glad that you know, um, I'm glad to do stuff like this. It's so fun. I'm telling you, I'm having fun. It's just, it's great me it's fun. Okay, when it ain't fun no more than you know. <laughs> but I really love to do it. And it, it was so great because you know, like I've been. Wearing my heels lately, I'm like, you know, shit. I don't hardly listen. When I I wasn't wearing heels until my, uh, you know, how can I say it? My twenties, I don't really. I be like flats, <laughs> or the tennis shoes, or something like that, unless I'm going out or something. But like, I lately I've been like, you know, between find some cuter fancy heels and things like that. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna wear heels more. So this it's been such a fun thing. So, so I really, it's kind of it opens me up a little bit more. Okay, so I kind of really like this. I really like it. It's been it's, it's it was a lot of fun, and I got a lot of great creative ideas and stuff. So yeah, I'm excited about that. Oh, and shout! And then Saturday, I got to go to my family's uh, uh, birthday party. Tanya and Paul. Paul used to be on the show. Y'all know Paul. And we, I mean, we had so much fun. Listen, they had this game they was playing. I don't know what the fuck that game was. It was a game where they throw the dice. They throw these dice, like, left, right, or whatever. I forget the name of the game. Shit was fun. I, I didn't play because I was watching. I didn't know how to play. But it was like they, what they put in is money. They, they have so much money. Like, people pledge money, like, 5 or $10, okay? And so they throw these dice out, and you have to get, like, you put the money on the table, and whoever's left standing gets all the money. That shit was hilarious. And what happened is it was one little kid who decided to play. I knew that little kid was going to rent all that shit. <laughs> the little kid. But it was funny because the adults wasn't caring about taking the money for the kid. They were like, we give us our money. But it was funny. The little kid ended up winning it all. It was such a fun time. We had a great time with them. It was it was so fun and, and Paul y'all know how I feel about Paul Paul is always uh, here and I mean he used to always be on the show and uh, Paul is always funny and you know what me and Paul are trying to work on something now but I can't tell y'all yet but we're trying to work on something now so uh, shout out to Paul and Tanya okay uh, and happy birthday to y'all Tauruses again damn Tauruses <laughs> how these damn Tauruses. Oh my gosh, it's a mess. You know what I don't have around me a lot? No, I have, you know what? I have two girlfriends who are Geminis. I don't have a lot of male Geminis. Do I? Do I? I'm trying to to run through my head of gems. No, because Gemini season's next, right? Gemini season's always fun for me. I love Gemini season. I'm always really hyper, like extra, extra hyper. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so Gemini season worked for me. I don't know. I don't really have a lot of gems. But Taurus is hell yes. 
Tauruses are everywhere. My Midhaven's in Taurus. Yes, it is. My Midhaven's in Taurus. Yep. So yeah, I I I, I get yeah. Totally, uh, Taurus is Taurus season. Okay. So yeah, Taurus is all around. So when I get back, y'all. We're going to talk about this news out here in these streets. It's a whole lot of news i got to talk to y'all about, okay? It's a lot of news out there. Did y'all see Willow talking about polyamory? Are we surprised Willow is polyamorous? <laughs> I was listening to, I love Dolo. Dolo, if y'all ever listen to him on uh, YouTube, he's an astrologer. Oh, my God, that dude is so dope. He was talking about it this week, and he was hilarious. He was talking about, all you had to say was you a Scorpio, and we would have understood. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Not all Scorpios agree with polyamory. Now, have we all thought about it at one time? Maybe most of us have. <laughs> have we all participated in some form of it? Maybe. But, yeah, we're going to talk about that, and we're going to talk about how condom sales is out here surging, because you freaks already after the pandemic. You freaks that then got y'all little COVID and vaccinations, and y'all ready out, to get to, out here to get y'all freak on, which is really strange to me, because HIV, y'all wasn't, hardly, y'all wasn't even wearing condoms like that. HIV, y'all wasn't scared of HIV at all. But y'all asses got scared of COVID. <laughs> So we got to talk about that. We're going to talk about this uh, great uh, article, this great report that was on CNN about slavery and and medicine and how uh, slavery and medicine and how racial myths impact healthcare today. It's a CNN video. I want to try to hear a little bit of that. And um, the situation going over on over in India. We're going to talk about that and a whole lot more when I get back on the CC show. Right now, what we gonna play, y'all? I don't know. Y'all know I be uh, thinking I be doing what y'all gonna play. Who we gonna play? And I don't. I have it in my head, <laughs> and then it goes awry when I get uh, when I get on the show. Okay, so we're gonna play. Going into break. I had to sign up. I wanted to want y'all to hear. Right, we'll just go. We'll just go with something. Okay, here is um, "Who Do You Love." I love this song, even though it's old. Okay, "Who Do You Love," Bernard Wright. It's the CC show. I will be back, y'all, in a moment.
myself in a mirror Shake my head and look at you Perfect picture, perfect picture Some other girls, they want the pearls to fly away, fly away That baby, that baby
You know, I think Escape, as much as I like it, I did like Escape. I used to like some of the Escape music, not nearly as much as SWV. But I think that SWV, I feel like would have been more suited with In Vogue. I know it's I know it's too extreme because SWV is more kind of like, you know, like the ultimate hood girl group, and then there's In Vogue is like the classy. Not saying you know what I'm saying. You know, In Vogue is like the classy cross country, but In Vogue can't nobody fuck with In Vogue. I'm gonna tell y'all right now. They might they can have verses by themselves if they got to, if the originals was all together, but uh, Invo in its original state, she is not even the Supremes. <laughs> okay, no, those were some girls. Them, them was some singing bitches right there. They can sing. They can sing. No, sing, not sing. Sing every la- every last one of them. Okay, every la- every last one. That's my girl group right now. That's my favorite of all time. It's a V, a close second. But that Invo, listen, Invo was ish, okay? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Nope. I've been not hearing nobody out there say Destiny's Child. Don't even do it. Don't even put your lip. Don't even say it. Destiny Child couldn't even get with uh, uh, SWV to me. I'm sorry. I'm like, listen, and I was a big Destiny Child fan. I know y'all don't believe me. I know y'all don't. Y'all don't believe nothing when I say <laughs> when it comes to Beyonce. Cause I, because I say things that, I, that are critical of her, but I really do like her. But I'm saying that they are just couldn't to me the musically. I, I mean, I you know they were. I, I was a I was a big Destiny Child fan. I, I went to Destiny Child concerts. Okay, but no, I wouldn't. Even, I won't. They're probably. I don't even. I probably would put Destiny Child in my top twelve. Female groups. Mm-mm. I'm sorry. Okay, maybe top fifteen. I don't know. Okay, but they would be somewhere along the top twenty for sure. Okay, but uh, and I like Destiny Child. I mean, I mean, I, I really do, I, especially in this original form. But yeah, but Invo, uh-uh, uh-uh. I'm just telling all you girl groups out there, no. But SWV, then SWV, because SWV was just. I feel like we didn't really even get to see all the potential of SWV, like. I really, I, I just really think they're so underrated. I love SWV. I really do. And and in Vogue and SWV, I really love them. I really like those two girl groups. And another girl group that I thought should have been stars, but they just didn't have a quite, you know, the hits. They were on Michael Jackson's label, the girls of Five Miles, the MC, Brownstone, the Bitches thing too. I mean, like, they were great. My God, yes, they were really, really great. I mean, I think they would have had a shot had they had a couple of more songs out there, but that first album was like, whew, fire, okay? Singers, right? Yeah, I'm trying to think of other girl groups that I really like feel, like other girl groups. You know I love me Mary Jane girls. Hell yes, I love Mary Jane girls when I was little. Candyman, uh, Hurting on the Inside, that out, that out. Rick James write his ass off, okay? And I did like Vanity Six, but, you know, I was a big Vanity fan because I love Vanity. I thought Vanity was so beautiful. But, um, I mean, they weren't in my, like, because they only did one, like, one album, really, wasn't it? <laughs> and then I did like Sex Shooter when Apollonia Six. <laughs> I can't put them in the top girl group. I could put Mary Jane Girl there, Definitely. 
um, trying to think of some other of my favorite girl groups. Of course, the emotions. I mean, you know, shit. Okay, really, for real. We couldn't not, you know, Supreme's emotions. Yeah, you know, definitely. Okay, uh, so many girl groups over the years I could get put in that in those categories. Okay, yeah, but I could not. I don't know if I could give. Well, maybe Destiny's Child could be in my top ten. It would probably be at number ten, to really be honest. But yeah, man, they don't really have those really great girl groups. You know, I really thought June's Diary was gonna be a great girl group, but I don't know Kelly Rowland somewhere. I don't know what happened. Dropped the ball. I have no clue what happened. Um, I hated Danny Kane. Sorry. I mean, they had one, a couple of songs, but I just wasn't into Dandy K. I, I feel like girl groups that are forced, especially biracial girl groups, like that are forced together. Like Rick James did a great one with, with, with Mary Jane girls, but most of them were black girls except for the one white girl. I mean, they, to me, Dan, groups like Dandy K, those forced white, I mean, mixed girl groups just don't seem to work. Like when they, I just don't like them. They only work for a minute and then could pop out and pop away. But I love, because I, it seems forced, and it seems like you're trying to create a formula to grab everybody and it never works. Like, you know, I like a, either traditional white girl band, like a Go-Go's. Oh, shit, I forgot about the Go-Go's. Oh, shit, Destiny Child baby way back. Like, our, like the heart, heart, heart was a fucking genius. Oh, I used to love heart. Oh my God! Yes, our, the climax, our climax, shit, climax was dope. First black girl group band of its kind. Yes, 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 yes. I mean, you know, you can't force it. You can't force that kind of thing. You gotta. I mean, <clears throat> the women have to have chemistry and stuff. I, I just feel like you when you force a girl group like Dandy became, Dandy came was very forced. Okay, it just, it just. Mm-mm. So, no, you know, Destiny Child, and the reason why I don't give Destiny Child it, I'm going to be honest with you. I, even though I was very big, I loved the original, especially the original Destiny Child. I like the Michelle and Kelly and Beyonce together, too. My, I love that album with Free on it because Free is my shit. Okay? But I will say this about Destiny Child. I had, I always felt it was for a vehicle for Beyonce. I feel like those are, except for the first album, the very first one, I feel like they're Beyonce vehicles. So I don't really consider them, I consider them like Beyonce and Destiny Child albums. I don't know if I can really put them up there like that. You know? <laughs> but... I, I, I get it. I get it, right? You know, I do really get the love, especially that first that first Destiny Child album was like, yeah, superb, right? All right, so, you guys, we are going to get into the news right now. Man, condom sales are up. You guys are out here getting it on, getting your freak on, <laughs> okay? This is according to New York Post. It says, uh, in, uh, it says condom sales are surging. Okay, hold on here. Surging. Okay, and it's, uh, it has COVID-19 restrictions ease, okay? It says condom sales have soared this spring. Has COVID-19 restrictions begin to ease worldwide, according to a U.K.-based pharma giant. Rocket Binkster 
said Wednesday its direct ran of condoms, lubricants, and sex toys notched a double-digit increase in sales in the first quarter compared to a year ago has lockdown ease in key markets. Demand for the global brand is especially strong in China and parts of the U.S. and Europe where coronavirus infection rates have declined. Oh, look at y'all. Look at y'all. Y'all ready out of these streets, okay? All right, it says um, looser stay-at-home restrictions in China compared to the first quarter of 2020 have, for example, helped uh, drive strong growth in our sexual well-being category, the company said in a statement. Demand for condoms began to return late last year when records direct sales surged 13% in the fourth quarter after nosediving for most of 2020. Okay, y'all back out here having sex. STDs will probably be up. Well, you shall are you buying condoms? <laughs> well, damn, the COVID scare y'all into buying condoms? <laughs> damn, that's good. No, wait a minute. It might be STDs might stay down because COVID don't scare the shit out of y'all. I mean, it ain't an STD, but it scared the shit out of y'all. <laughs> HIV didn't. HIV is like surging in, was it West Virginia? <laughs> it's been surging. That don't scare y'all, which I can't understand, but COVID scared the shit out of everybody. <laughs> so condom sales are now. Oh, God, you got to love people. Humans are the best. <laughs> Am I reading this right? Is Ben Affleck and Jennifer, is this an article talking about Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez is seeing each other after her split? Uh-uh, Jennifer. No, no. Mm-mm, baby. Mm-mm. No, no, come here. Mm-mm. No, Jennifer. Now I can see if you out here having fun. I said no to Lenny, but no, no, no. It's a show enough. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> and listen, Jennifer. I don't like the way he did things. You know what I'm saying? I don't like the way they kind of. I feel like my personal opinion is Ben Affleck when he was big and shit, when he was the white boy of the of the moment. I mean, he didn't want to marry your Puerto Rican ass. That's how I feel like he was doing, right? You know, that's how it was. It was, it was kind of sounding a little. And he went and married good girl Jennifer Garner, which I like Jennifer Garner. Jennifer Garner, she's dope. If you ever, I was listening to an article today on Jennifer Garner. Oh man, she's really a dope girl. Like I don't even understand how he divorced her. She's really dope. She's really, like she's, but she's like Molly, uh, purebred, like Molly, like. She's really, really good girl. Like, but she, but she, I like her. I like, like Jennifer Gar, Jennifer Garner just seems likable to me. I just like her. <laughs> she seems, she seems like I would. It seems like I would actually like her. That's that's just that's just straight up to me. I really feel like I would. Let me see what Jennifer Garner is because why would I just I like her? And you know, some people I meet and I instantly, God darn it, she's a damn Taurus. Is she a damn Taurus? Right? Okay, so, yeah, but I like her. But Jennifer, listen, he was messing around. He messed that girl around. Listen, Jennifer, he just seemed like he hit the top of his game. He did not want to mess with a, 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 that's what it seemed like. He wanted to, he did not want to be, because, you know, he had all the white women kind of liking him. He didn't want to marry a Puerto Rican girl. I'm not saying that's what it was, but it kind of felt that way. It kind of is a little, it, I felt like it was a little racial in y'all a little split, even though you a white Puerto Rican girl. Okay? 
didn't Jennifer say she was black? Well, no, something like that, crazy. I don't know. But anyway, it's an Affect 48, and that's just my that's just my point of view on that, okay? But it says, Affect 48 visited Lopez 51 at her L.A. home on Friday, a source tells people. A separate source who knows them both tells people they are friends, they have always been friends, and they have seen each other through the years. Affect was also photographed leaving a white es- leaving a white Escalade SUV that allegedly belonged to Lopez. I mean, I can believe they could be friends. I would never get back with this dude, though, that left me at the height of his career, Okay. Fuck that. I know it was a lot of press around it and stuff like that, but I also feel that his people were like, mm-mm, because it was a lot of shit that came with you. You was up there dating Puffy. You, you know, you had a little you had a little thing you was doing. You was singing kind of semi-pop slash a little bit of, with a little dab of rap and R&B in it. Mm-mm. I think they did you like you did Puffy. <laughs> so he would never get me back. I'd be like, nah, bitch. I, but I put... Jennifer, we gonna say no to him. Don't, don't. But I think that you may have a thing for it a little bit. But I say no. Don't, don't do it, girl. Don't do it, girl. Okay. Let's talk about this great uh, article that's on CNN, right? And it talks about uh, can a formula be racist? Um, and there's this. Uh, they, they, uh, they have this uh, article on C- uh, CNN about slavery and medicine and how racial myths impact health care. Today, okay, and and it's so interesting because I, I I encourage you guys all to watch it because what it talks about is how and and here I feel a little bit this article I feel like this is it's very interesting discussion to have because it it says how a lot a lot of times people are treated in terms of their race right like you know you might get less care because they feel like uh, black people with maybe kidney problems or something. You have to have a certain creatinine or a certain this and that because they traditionally see that in black people. So you might not get the type of health care that you should because maybe insurance issues saying, hey, well, black people, we treat black people differently with this thing than this and that. Now, while I understand that because I do believe different groups and different races of people, uh, you know, and I learned this years ago. I remember uh, having a young lady's vagina power, Alexis T- K. Uh, Taylor, on the show. And she talked about how eating, you know, when we, we with black people, we have a lot, especially black Americans, you know, with us so sometimes and other groups of Africans in the diaspora, uh, we sometimes are by mixed race. And so we have lots of things that we have to, our health care kind of sometimes has to be specialized because so there may be certain things that we can't eat or certain things that our bodies reject, whereas somebody who's purely uh, maybe a- African or whatever like that won't have, uh, can't, don't reject certain things. Or something. So I do believe there is something to uh, race and health and how we treat specific things, but also you have to take in mind that uh that there's also people in the world uh, because of slave trades and the slave trade and other things. There's mixed groups of people. I, th- I do believe you have to sometimes look at race, but race can also be an issue because they they could be using that to uh, not treat people well. So this is what this is this uh, particular uh, program is about, and I found it very interesting. So I'm gonna let you guys hear a little bit of it from CNN. So let me play it here. Hopefully you guys can hear because y'all know how I'll be going up in this joint. Because of my race, 
Nicole Jefferson says a common practice called race correction put her health at risk. It gave me a higher number than it would have if I were a white person or any actually any other race. Can a formula be racist? It's a loaded question, one that doctors and hospitals are re-examining, while a new generation of medical students, spurred on by the racial reckoning around George Floyd's death, point to the medical field's history of racism. Naomi and Kinsey is one of many medical students pressing for change. Medicine to me seemed to be like the great equalizer, right? You understand the biology, understand the physiology, all human bodies will function the same physiologically, regardless of their skin color. But there's actually racism built into the very algorithms that we use in order to treat patients. Race correction is when algorithms use race to recommend what treatments a patient should receive. This can mean that black patients, for example, may be slower to qualify for specialized treatment, unable to access life-saving medications, and may be given fewer options for how to deliver a baby simply because they're black. But critics say these algorithms rely on generalization and point out that race has no biological definition. They argue it is being used in place of more objective factors like genetics or diet and exercise. A lot of times when we talk about black race being a risk factor, they're using it as a proxy for so many other socioeconomic factors that play a role, but we're just so lazy that we can't talk about those things in the more precise terminology. While genetics and ancestry can play a role in disease, race is not a precise measure of either, say experts, and there is a great deal of diversity within racial groups. The whole idea of race-based medicine is founded on a false concept of race. It's based on this idea that human beings are naturally divided into these big groups called races, and you can identify them biologically, and they have identifiable biological differences. But that's not what race is. Race is a completely invented social category. You should treat patients based on their individual symptoms, uh, and their individual medical histories and other aspects of them not based on this false categorization of human beings into races. One area where the use of race is changing is a widely used estimate of how well blood is being... All right, you guys, so that is a report on CNN, slavery and medicine, how racial myths can impact your health care today. I really do need, I really do think, and later on into that, 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 uh, little spiel there, they begin to talk to somebody who does say, yeah, but we can't dismiss it completely. And I don't think you can dismiss it completely either because there is factors to the background of a person uh, culturally um, that may help in uh, uh, in giving certain types of health care and stuff like that. Now, do I think that that should – should make people be based on their race not get certain care if, if, if you know, if they need it, especially because insurances are use anything to deny any dang, damn thing. But, no, if people can, if there can be something used on somebody to help them get healthy, they should be able to use it by all means. But sometimes race can be a factor. Your background, your cultural background can be a factor in helping uh with ideas about diseases and stuff like that. And I know a lot of doctors feel, uh, or, and a lot of scientists feel a lot of different ways about this, okay? So very interesting. Uh, you guys check that out. I think it's really good to pay attention to. And it really explains a lot of times, too, about why black people, 
get so much sometimes worse health care, okay? So uh, definitely uh, look at that, okay? Uh, CNN, uh, Slavery and Medicine, How Racial Myths Impact Health Care Today is very interesting, all right? All right, y'all. Willow. Willow out in these trees. These, the Smiths are a trip. I like the Smiths. I thought y'all like the Smiths. Shit. <laughs> Jada's a Jada's a Virgo, right? She's like Jada was like Jada a triple Virgo. I forget her her chart. Like she's a, she's a double Virgo or something. She got a lot of Virgo in her chart. Okay, she is Jada act like a fucking Virgo too. Jada uh, Will is uh, what is Will? I forgot Will. I forget what Will is, but I know he's a Scorpio Moon with like a Gemini ascendant. <laughs> he's a high degree Scorpio Moon too, right? Uh, Willow is a Scorpio. Willow is such a little fucking Scorpio, too. <laughs> little fucking Scorpios talk like this. <laughs> Especially when we get something when you're young and you get something in your head and you think you know, but you have no fucking idea. <laughs> oh, the Smiths and Red Table Talk. I know we'll be like, what the hell? But Will Smith comes out as polyamorous on Red Table Talk this week. Uh, this is according to Page6.com. It says Will Smith has opened up on her views of love. Um, let me see, guys, here. Let me get this up here. Okay. On her views of, uh, let's see. Will Smith has opened up on her views of love and relationships proudly coming out as polyamorous on the latest episode of Red Table Talks. Now, the 20-year-old musician tells her mom, Jada Pinkett Smith, and grandmother, Adrian Gammy Banfield Norris, that antiquated monogamy too often leads to cheating and that she prefers the honesty of open relationships at multiple partners, okay? It's such a Scorpio thing to say at 20. Now, unless you're a Scorpio who was like me, right? Like, you know, who grew up in the church and stuff like that. You know, listen, you either become deeply religious as a Scorpio and you hide your uh, sexual explorations. <laughs> or you become, are you, you know, or you restrict yourself from them. They're, I mean, you know, Scorpios are very difficult because I know everybody likes to think, and it's so funny because I was laughing at uh, Dolo because he kept saying, just say you a fucking Scorpio. <laughs> I'm like, no. <laughs> but we do think like this. Like, if the, I, as a Scorpio, at one time I thought, you know, maybe polyamory is it's all that such a bad idea. You know, like maybe it's not. <laughs> In my, like, 20s. Um, I mean, I don't consider, I didn't call it polyamorous, though. I mean, that's just an open fucking relationship, in my opinion. I mean, it's just saying, hey, we're going to date and we're going to be friends with benefits or whatever. I mean, it's not, I mean, I don't consider it, I don't know, I feel like naming it makes it a makes it a actual thing that you don't want it to be. It becomes restrictive and full of rules, right? Because it seems like what she's saying is that she, they don't want to be restricted to rules. I actually think that, here's the thing, yes, listen, monogamy is not easy, okay? Maybe I should save this for after we listen to little Willow talk about this. (laughs) But monogamy is not an easy thing. 
uh, and we'll, we'll 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 talk about it. And you might fail at monogamy. I tell people people might fail at monogamy. I mean, cause, you know, and there's various reasons people fail at monogamy. Sometimes it's people don't fail at monogamy simply because they're a cheater. <laughs> Maybe yes, they are a cheater. <laughs> but things happen. People people some people hoes out here, but some people really may meet someone. Or you know what I'm saying? And they didn't mean for it to go so far. And they having troubles in home, or, or some people really um, find themselves. I mean, I've heard. You know, I try not to be so judgmental anymore because I used to be very judgmental. I, I'm judgmental. I can't be. Y'all know. Y'all listen to this show. <laughs> but I try not to be so harsh on people who who have infidelity because uh, you know I understand how you know being married for. So many years and hearing so many stories, I understand how things happen. You know what I'm saying? And there's no guarantee of forever, right? And so I understand that people grow apart. I understand that people meet other people and they fall in love. I get it, okay? Uh, we, you should, and this is people should avoid cheating at all. You know, if you can, okay? But here's my thing. I think cheating also, those are boundaries. When you have crossed the boundary, you know that that's wrong. You should not be doing it. You, you get what I'm saying? There's, I feel like you should have boundaries in relationships, okay? And there, but and trust me, there's a boundaries in polyamorous, okay? I ain't seen a fucking polyamorous people, and I've seen a lot of these people on these shows talking polyamory and stuff like that. Always is one fucker that gets jealous. So I always, listen, I. And being I being a person when I was single who has tried an open relationship before, listen here, fuckers get jealous. Don't believe that shit. <laughs> okay? So, you know, I get what little Willow is saying in her little head. She's real cute. <laughs> uh, but, uh, no, Willow. And I'm getting ready to explain why. But let's listen to a little bit of 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 what Willow's thoughts is on this. I mean, this whole uh, thing from Red Table Talk, okay? So let's take it. Let me get it up here. Could you imagine being in a group and loving everyone equally? No. It's being called the new relationship revolution. Polyamory. Engaging in multiple intimate relationships at the same time. With nearly half of marriages ending in divorce, the main reasons why divorces happen is infidelity. Less couples are saying I do, and more young people are experimenting with a new kind of love. How did you feel when I told you that I was polyamorous? It feels like it's really all just centered around sex. Don't get frustrated, Willow. Redefining relationships. All right, we got your boyfriend with you. Remodeling romance. How many other relationships are you involved in right now? Rewriting the rules. You consider yourself a poly newbie. Is traditional marriage a thing of the past? The history of marriage really irks me. Stay tuned. I have to interrupt because I, I am struggling yeah. here. I am struggling. All right. So I, when Willow first started off saying that, uh, have you ever been in a room and loved everybody equal, equally? I was like, right there you fucked up because there's no such thing. Right there you fucked up. There's right because you can't. Right? There's like you either you know there you you have your favorites and shit. That be that, that's gonna be real. Don't don't pot of bullshit. Okay? So I do. And then she goes on later on into the show and says that she is polyamorous, but she out of her friend group she has the less sex. So I knew that. Because of the way she was talking. 
it's her exploration of sexuality, and Scorpios often do it in a different ways, right? You know what I'm saying? And she's a, she's not only that she's a Gemini, she's a Gemini a moon or ascendant too. She or a Capricorn. She's a Capricorn moon and a Gemini ascendant. It makes fucking sense, really, to be honest. <laughs> uh, that she's uh, so ex- explorative right now, like you know, at this age or whatever. But um, here is what I will say: Willow has experienced. I feel, I feel like her parents got her head fucked up, too. You know what I'm saying? So I think that, and Scorpios, remember, we take energy in. So whatever's around us, we feel that energy sometimes on a personal level. Um, She might be offended by marriage from what she's seen with her own. Maybe she feels like her parents, I'm just speaking, this is just my idea of Willow, that her parents are stuck in something they can't get out of instead of just exploring people like they want to explore people. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's half entanglements and shit. <laughs> and so she, there may be something she's feeling about that. Or, you know, um, growing up in Hollywood, it's unconventional, you know, and stuff like that. Uh, and she's a Scorpio, shit. <laughs> so here's the thing, you know, uh, I... I and Grant and Gammy and her grandma, because it was so funny. I love watching the grandma because the grandma is like looking like, oh my god, and she's looking at Jada and her like, oh shit, like my fucking mistakes have fucking got everybody here. Because <laughs> you know Willow's grandma, and let me just say about Gammy, Willow's Jada Pinkett's mama is beautiful. Listen, Jada Pinkett's mama is gorgeous. Okay. She's so pretty. She is pretty, pretty. I see why she's been married four times. (laughs) See, I mean, so so here Willow is looking at, because Grandma is explorative sexually, and so is Mama, right? In some ways, you know what I'm saying? Probably Papa, because he's sweat. He's got real moves. But listen, here's the thing is I I feel like young people, you don't have to, I, I agree. I was listening to Dole say this the other day, and I agree with this totally. I don't think you have to define. You, if you're out here exploring relationships, just say, you know, I don't like the name polyamorous. I mean, because just putting the name on it starts to restrict you and put rules on it. So just say what it is, a fucking open relationship. Ain't nobody committed to nobody. <laughs> That's why I think that people having open marriages is stupid as fuck to me. I'm like, why are you having open marriage? What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> I mean, you know, well, it's better than cheating. No, it's not, because you're in a marriage pretending like you're not cheating. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying. Here's the thing is cheating at least puts a, a boundary there. You know, relationships are meant to, um, how can I say this? Relationships are not always good, okay, even when you think they're good, okay? Uh, relationships are meant to evolve, change, uh, move, and everything. And, and relationships have all kind of rules. And People who give the excuse of poly, I'm going to be polyamorous because, you know, cheating, all the people divorce because of cheating. I'm like, um, okay. And so a lot of people don't divorce because of cheating. Look at Jay-Z and Beyonce. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying uh, that it, you can't get the part of monogamy and the journey of monogamy is that you may fail at things along the way. Monogamy is not perfection. 
Like, you know, and I think uh, so a young girl like Willow thinks that, okay, I want to explore. I don't want to be tied down, and that's okay. Don't name it anything, okay? You can, you can, you can, you can have that. But my thing is that you have to understand that people who, and I don't think she was knocking monogamy because they did really have a discussion of saying they weren't knocking monogamy and everything like that. But, however, I think that to just close yourself up to monogamy because you think uh, people who are monogamous are not honest with each other or not this and that, sometimes that happens. But I feel like that those are also, how can I explain this? It's going to sound crazy. Lines that uh, when people have relationships with each other and care for people, and people don't want to hurt the other people. Sometimes they lie. Sometimes people do things like that. And even in polyamorous relationships, like there was a couple that was just on it that Jada and them had on. Let me see if I can pull it up. I don't know. This is I'm gonna be all over the place with this one, y'all. But y'all, y'all get it. Hold on. Let me see if I can pull it up here where Jada. The very minimum. Okay, this young lady. Okay. Because I need to kind of. Okay, I'm about to. We're gonna play a little bit. Of this girl they had on. Who she has, uh, she has, she is with her boyfriend, who looks very gay to me. But he's, <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying he's not. I don't know. He's married, okay, to a woman, but he looks like. I mean, I just thought I picked up gay, but you know, maybe not. So he had, um, he is, she, she is his girlfriend, okay, and he's, and they're all open, okay, and his wife has a boyfriend, okay. Now I think with men. Okay, people, because people might be putting it together for economic. Like I heard Willow say, you know, if unless I had to put my money together for something, and you know, blah blah blah. I get that point. Um, but in this, this girl is beginning to explain. Uh, 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 she's explaining her own journey with, uh, you know, having open relationships, and. You can tell this young lady's already in love with this man, okay? I can tell. I've watched her the whole time, okay? So let's let's take a listen. I'm confused, but it's okay. Pull the curtain back. Yeah, yeah. Pull the curtain back a little bit. So you're married to Bridget. So how did this lifestyle come up for the both of you? We've been together almost 10 years. Got it. And we've been open for about half of that time. Okay. We're about five years into our relationship, and, you know, there's lots of challenging scenarios that happen yeah. in monogamy. Yeah. Commitment is a learning experience. It sure right? is, Alex, yes. Since the beginning, we're always really candid with our relationships when it came to being attracted to other people. When we would socialize at parties, we'd be a little flirty. Right. And we kind of dug that about each other. Yeah. So one thing led to another, and... Her and I decided to try to open things up. And I don't think we did it to try to fix our relationship. I've always had this strong feeling of commitment. Like, yeah. I really cherish commitment a lot. Yeah. So for me, it was, it was a little complicated at first to, like, wrap my head around it. But yeah. I was in because I thought that it would be, like, a journey. Together. Yeah. So how did the two of you meet? We met on Tinder. <laughs> it wasn't anything crazy. We went on our first date. It was you were, he was coming from dinner with his wife and a friend of theirs, and we got a drink. Did everybody come? Or did no, you and no, it was just okay. us, yeah. It was just us. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, we waited a month for yeah. that. We clicked. We clicked. Do you and 
his wife have a relationship? We like have a, a really good relationship. Platonic relationship? Yeah, we I don't. Think that's, yeah, yeah, we you don't have to. You have to. For me, to make it work. it's pretty much a requirement if yeah. I'm like dating someone with a partner. Um, we practice what is called kitchen table polyamory, mm -hmm. where like I at the very minimum need to meet someone's partner because I need to kind of know what energy you have going on at home. I need to make sure things are okay. I think we're all very lucky because we get along so well. Okay. I have seen plenty of fucking polyamory couples on the ID channel, but I'm going to let you, I'm going to say, this, this is what I'll say. That young lady is in, I noticed the wife was not there. And that young lady, the way she kept looking at him, she is totally in love with him right now. Now, she would say, well, yes, I am because he's my boyfriend. And I, I, you know, but I'm, 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 she says she's open to other relationships, but no, she's not. I can see already, I can see, I can see already that every time she would look at him, you could just see already, and even when he discussed his wife in a certain way, you could just see her kind of dancing around a little bit. Listen, humans, and, 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 and so I'm going to say something that's going to be controversial for a second, okay? My personal opinion, okay? People in open relationships in some ways, think they are being caring in some ways and, and this could be up for this could be totally up for debate debate, okay? But think they're being caring with everyone because they're like, we're all love here. We're all fucking it's all good <laughs> And uh you secretly still have some of those human things, you're hiding things, you're secretly like, I, I hope he leaves this bitch. Some people really do be doing that in polyamorous relationships, okay? So, um and jealousy is a real thing. Later on in the show, a lady comes on and talks about a uh, psychiatrist or something for polyamorous people come on and talk about it. Uh, I, here's my here's my thing. Now you look at somebody like J O, uh, Will or J Jada's mama, okay, who've been married four times. <laughs> I think Jada's mom has a more honest experience than polyamory. Oh, y'all like, wait a minute, no, she ain't, she's been married four times. Let me tell you why. <clears throat> Polyamory will claim to have truth. I mean, most people, I'm just saying some of the people I've seen, will claim that we're open in relationships, but is that really the more caring and learning experience? I mean, I'm just saying, I can see if you all, everybody's fucking everybody, it's not if you all know it in there, but we, let's not pretend that we all serious up in this bitch. Like, like let's let's not pretend that uh, you know I I'm I'm her husband's I, I, girlfriend. <laughs> like what the fuck? <laughs> no, you not. <laughs> you 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 her husband's jump off. <laughs> I mean, it ain't no relationship shit. I know you think it's one. I mean, whereas, you know, Jada's mom, who I think I heard some of the reasons what the divorce was. I think she had some cheating issues, some other things and stuff like that. I mean, someone could argue that she really tried, she really did have a caring and loving experience because even though she was cheating, she was hiding it. People say that you hide things from people you love. I don't know. All I'm saying is that I feel like there is a more honest experience and more depth that she went through as having four relationships and trying to learn from each one of them her journey through monogamy than to pretend to be in an open relationship and having it's equal love thing because I don't believe there's such thing as equal love. I think humans will come into play at every fucking time. Humans are going to, because humanity, we're in a fucking fallen state and we're going to fucking show up. 
the more, especially if we are in, whether it's, we got four, four boyfriends, okay? Let's just say we got four boyfriends, all right? And every woman would love to have four men, okay? Yes, we would. <laughs> I mean, we would, you know, it's certain things because four different men who do four different things, okay? You know, women, some women would imagine that sometimes, okay? Like you have a man that pays the rent and he's your friend. You got a man that's your, that hangs out with you all the time and it's cool, and you got a man that's screwed real good. I mean, you know, you sometimes you can't find that all in one, right? Most people can't find that all in one. So you have four different people, four different people you're in a relationship with, there is one person that you're going to just naturally go to more. Fuck, you're fucking lying if you're saying you're not, okay? <laughs> and that's why polyamory is weird to me because, to me, the di- the same dynamics that show up in regular relationships and monogamous relationships will show up in polyamory, too. Truth, like you'll get people who mad in polyamory. Like I saw a show on the ID channel where this woman, they had an open relationship, swingers and shit, and so the girl fell in love with the, with uh, was it another girl, another woman she was swinging with, and so she wasn't supposed to see the person again, right? And so she kept seeing them under the table, even though they had open relationship, but the reason she, the husband got mad was because she, he was supposed to know everybody that she seen. So they were still lying and shit. I mean, the polyamory don't stop cheating. <laughs> so her husband thought that was cheating because she didn't tell her that she was still seeing a chick. And long story short, somebody ended up dead. You know how that shit go, right? <laughs> but the whole thing is that I just feel like polyamory, when you're starting to put, when you try to uh, regulate it like relationships, like normal relationships, and start putting titles over it, and stuff like that, then you are making it like somewhat like a monogamous relationship. Like you're you're just saying you're not, you're being monogamous with two people or something like that. I mean, it's not monogamous, but you're thinking you're you're calling yourself being loyal to two people, but there's no such thing, right? I feel like he's either loyal, to, he's he gonna be down with his wife no matter what, right? Maybe, okay. And if he ain't, he go he divorce her and go to somebody else. And it may hurt her still, you know, because she's like, I never thought we'd get divorced. I never thought he would leave me for the polyamory jump off. <laughs> but it can happen. So I don't know how they think they protect themselves in within that construct. They I, that's what I think they think that they protect themselves. But I really don't think you do. And then, and then let's let's even you talk about STDs and let, we ain't gonna even get into all that. But I found it very interesting, and Willow, she just looks so, (laughs) Willow's cute, Willow's real cute, but I just feel like Willow is young right now, and she should explore, okay, if that's what she feels like she needs to do to understand herself. Scorpios, let me just say this, okay, Willow may be out here, and this is from a Scorpio point of view, okay? Scorpios are always searching for soul mates, okay? That's our our archetype. We love to soul merge with people, okay? And so that may be a little bit of Willow's issues, and she's not understanding as a young girl what she's going through, this idea of, I'm looking for a, a something that merges my soul, and I have not met it yet, right, you know, like, you know, it's so Scorpios will be, and we find the soul merge in sexuality, right, and so sex is where Scorpios feel like they 
see people even more, right? <laughs> not all Scorpios. Some Scorpios are out here like, uh, they, you may have not tapped into that side or whatever, but Scorpios feel like that. A lot of Scorpios in there, in, not all, but most Scorpios, okay? So Willow Polyamory may be her way of going around looking for her soul mate or someone she can merge souls with, okay? And she feels like she hasn't found. Now, when she finds it, she I don't know. I wonder if Willow will stay uh, polyamorous. <laughs> when we find shit, we like, we don't like this shit. <laughs> but I, I really feel like, you know, even Scorpios are known to even in their relationships and marriages, if they are unsatisfactory, they will still look for soulmates, okay, or soul mergers. So, you know, they will, so it's a, it, some people, cause some people think Scorpios are very polyamorous sign. I um, I don't think so, Scorpios, some people think Scorpios are very loyal sign up to a certain point. But um, it's usually because they're looking for the soul merge, right? Like when you find someone that you, you that Soul merge will trump things for a Scorpio. Soul merge, some people say, will even make loyal Scorpios cheat because they'll be like, oh, there it is. Like, you know what I'm saying? So when they when they, when they find that energy, it's, it's rare to them. So that is that, and that's a very important for them, right? So uh, this may be what's going on with Willow, and she's so young, she really doesn't understand, in my personal opinion. And she's seen a lot of things within her life to make her question the sanctity of marriage. And I get it. There's a lot of things out here, period, to make folks question the sanctity of marriage. But I think that's part of marriage, that marriage doesn't always start off. Uh, it You work to a sanctity state, <laughs> and you may not get there. Right? It may not, you may find out in life, and I try to keep it real with y'all. You may find that the partner you with uh, may not, you may can't go on the journey with them of monogamy, and it may not work for them. Okay? But it may not work with another partner. Or you may find yourself with somebody 50 to 60 years, 70 years, and it, and you've been through all kind of shit. It's like you, most people, couples that you know, been through together 50 or 60 years, they've been through some shit. <laughs> right? And you will not always find sanctity at the beginning. It'd be all kind of wild shit. I remember listening to Ozzy Davis and Ruby D, and they were very, they had an open relationship when they were married. She talks about that. And she talked about until she started taking her opportunity, and he was like, fuck that. He was like, we'll close this back up, right? <laughs> but I think that what people, marriages often go through, monogamy goes through practicing. Marriage is a practice of monogamy, trying to practice. Practicing. <laughs> you are trying to practice commitment. You're supposed to have the standard is commitment. But people in, because humans are humans, they don't always live up to the standard. Now, it's a very high standard for marriage. It's a very, some people say God sanctimonious standard, okay? And if you fail it, some people feel that's a religious and spiritually, that's a reason to leave. And, yeah, because you merged with someone else during the marriage or whatever. <laughs> That's just real shit. But I'm just saying that that can happen. 
And though, and and marriages fail for a number of reasons. Marriages, and because that's why I think a lot of people pick polyamory because they feel like, well, I just don't want to be in a marriage, and I don't want to end up hurt, and I don't want to end up like, you know, my husband's cheating on my females cheating on me. But you still end up dealing with some of the same things in polyamory. If that, because you have to be careful of going into polyamory. To me, if you go into polyamory, you have to practice not being attached. Because you know shit can go bad in 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 those types of relationships too. So uh, you need to uh, either be practicing being attached. But if you're a person who wants to be attached, those uh, which is a natural human state to me, then those types of things could happen. You can end up hurt. The practice of getting in relationship relationships sometimes hurt. Sometimes they feel. I, you know, nobody knows that more than the Scorpios, because people say we love more than anybody else in the Zodiac. When we in love, we in love. When we love, we love deep. Okay, it hurts us to uh, to uh, let go. And that's anybody. It hurts people, but they say Scorpios feel more so. Okay, so take it from me. Your relationships, they're going to hurt, but that is the practice. That's the practice until you find the person that is me. And, that, and listen. I'm not saying that, you know, most people go into marriage thinking forever. It just doesn't always happen to be that way, kiddos, okay? And that doesn't mean that because you see bad marriages doesn't mean yours will be bad, or it doesn't mean that yours will end up like that. You may go through shit, but it may end up good in the end. Maybe in the end you will be a success story. You know, I just think it's always what you do before, okay? (laughs) I mean, and then it's still no guarantees, right? So, you know, sometimes people, uh, you know, I, I just think a lot of people get into polyamorous relationships because of their bad views. Like Willow says during the thing, she say, I just have a problem with marriage. And I think her problem is was more on the attachment and then the cheating aspect because she's seen that with her mother and father, okay? So I just it's a very interesting, uh, very interesting Red Tables talk. I love these type of talks. I love these type of ideas because I love hearing other people's ideas about open relationships. And, and you know, listen, you can go around and sex as many people as you want to. I'm telling you, but you might find one. <laughs> What's that song uh, Neo and them got out right now? No, uh, no, no. What is it? No chance for love or whatever. The person don't want to be in love, but then he meet the chick that says you gonna be coming back if you get in this. Okay, you gonna get, you gonna come. And that's why I tell women, yo, putani, and sometimes men too with penis. Your punani and your penis power are very. Uh, I remember Lexus Tyler used to talk about this too. Are very it's, you 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 have are very powerful, and if you don't protect that, you can end up drawing the wrong people. So you have to protect your energy, really, because you have you have you can have strong sexual energy. You know what I'm saying? Especially if you like, you know, somebody like Beyonce's a Lilith and Scorpio. She's like me. We're Black Lilith and Scorpio. So her sexuality is really strong. Beyonce can probably seduce you by just looking at you for about five minutes, right? And so. So she has a can contain that. She really uses it on the stage. You know, she uses it. She seduces her audience. That's what she does. That's what she's doing. She's seducing y'all. 
<laughs> right? So and so that's a, a very because in life, you know what I'm saying, she can attract wrong things to her because she is so seductive. She is so seducing and she got the the Pumani the, the energy that shows up, you know, out loud and stuff like that. So I think that sometimes, you know, people and some men have that too with their penis energy. So you have to protect yourself sexually, you know, because you can get involved with somebody you think you won't get hurt, but they got that that strong sexual energy that your ass out and you be crying, talking about I thought I wouldn't be poly ever <laughs> And I want him to myself. I want her to myself. You know, I mean, you know. So you, so running around having sex with everybody sometimes is not the good thing. Okay, I'm just saying. But let's listen to a little bit more. I want to listen to this part with Willow, and then we'll go to break, and we'll get back on these other stories, y'all. Hold on. Task if you understand and you believe that love is not. A limited resource. Nobody can take Alex away from me. Right. And he's married. <laughs> right. A lot of people will be like, well, what if Bridget decides that she just doesn't want to do this anymore? I asked him this, like, at one point, and he was like, it's just not going to happen. That's because me and Bridget always talk about our issues exactly. before they become issues. Can you give me an example of what you're talking about? Sure. Uh, if I know I'm going to be late and I'm with somebody else, but Bridget is expecting me to be home at a certain time, I gotta warn her ahead of time. Yeah. I can't just let her assume I'll be home on time, then show up late and disappoint her. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to manage your expectations with your partners. Monogamous people can't even do that. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's like finding that's my main point. That that level of honesty and and being able to have the courage to explore in this way, so that you can actually get to a more authentic exactly. relationship. I concurrently. And that's because why monogamous people can't be honest about that is because monogamous people have boundaries and they're realistic and they understand that they really be fucking hurting the other spouse when they out fucking around with somebody else. They don't want to tell them. Okay, they, they they like being dishonest or some some ways that they call themselves protected. These motherfuckers in polyamorous relationships, in my personal opinion, you talking about well, I'm gonna call my wife and tell her that you late, she late. But what if your wife fixed the big ass dinner? And she knew, she said, hey, you, I'm going to be with my girl tonight. I'll be home in time for dinner. But she done fixed something special for you and everything. You think she won't be hurt because just because you polyamorous, is she okay with it? No, she going to get hurt too because she's human. <laughs> but you can lie to yourself and say, well, me and Bridget don't have that. And, like, she can lie to herself and say, can nobody can take him away from me. Yes, they can. She can. Bridget can. Bridget start talking to her shit. Now, I don't really like her. I think you should get another girlfriend. <laughs> Probably Everest relationships could be just as messy as monogamy. I don't believe that shit. I don't believe it whatsoever. And the reason why there are I, there are boundaries and, and married people do lie to each other and people in relationships do lie to each other. And for a very, yes, it's bad to lie. Listen, it's bad to lie. Bad, bad, bad. But I actually think that when people like you, I heard this question on uh, Fat Man Scoop one day, and I thought it was a genius question. They did a uh, question of the day. And the question of the day was, does a man love a woman who he tells the truth to all the time about every all the dirty does, or does he love the woman who he lies to? And, and most, most of the men said the woman he lies to. The reason why, and I knew, I kind of felt that too, but the reason why is because he knows there's boundaries with her. And no, he shouldn't be lying to her because that's dishonest, and that's and it kind of is not caring too, 
but he's trying to, he is showing some sense of I value her and I want to protect her and I don't want to lose her. So I'm fucking lying right now. Or I don't want to hurt her, okay? So there is a boundary there and the very fact. That, that's how he knows he's crossing the line because now he's being dishonest with her, okay? So when you ain't got no boundaries, I mean, you know, yeah, I was out with such and such the other night. I mean, it's like, <laughs> it doesn't seem like you care as much, right? <laughs> and so I just feel like poly of these open relationships, that that is the big lie. Right. The big lie is that we're not we, we there is no jealousy, but I do believe when really true feelings start to enter in these type of relationships, those same in even boundaries are there even if they're invisible. <laughs> even if you act like they're not there, they're fucking there, okay? Even when in relationships, I, I always talk about this. I don't know why. I always talk. I talk about. I always talk about Avery Grant and what's her name because of Prince Because I read an article one time on them. But even with, I think Amy Grant in her relationship, I love to interview Amy Grant one day and ask her about that. I don't know if she'd be out, out, out as open as she was in that article. But Amy Grant, I think, even falling for Vince Gill in her marriage with Gary Chapman. You know, she loved Gary, but I think that there was there that whole thing was like, damn, I don't want to. She knew there were boundaries, you know. Even though she wasn't physically cheating, she knew there was boundaries because she had crossed over the boundaries. She was in love with another man. <laughs> and so the thing was, I don't want to hurt Gary because I really actually care for Gary, okay? So I think there is lines that are very, and see most polyamorous would say, well, she can, she, why can't she have Gary and, <laughs> and a bit? Because both of he didn't want that, right? And so uh, I, I feel like, you know, that some polyamorous people are fooling themselves that humanity does not jump into those type of relationships, even if you are calling them open. And if you're having open sexual relationships as a man or a woman, one of them bitches, one of them men <laughs> is going to start to, like, uh, be like, Get bad if they really love you. They gonna start. They are they gonna are they if they really got feelings for you. And to me, it's so. Here's my personal opinion. This is my personal whole opinion. I'm gonna end the polyamory conversation because it's such a deep one. And this is just my opinion on it. But my opinion is that sexual relationships. I feel like you weaponize sex when you have sex with a bunch of different people. I feel like sex is such a spiritual. I know most people don't think that. Some people, you know, think you just can't have a bunch of one night stands. It's on who the fuck. But every person I've known that has been highly promiscuous. I'm gonna just be honest with you. Most of the people I know, I can only talk about my experience. Most of the people that I've known that have been highly promiscuous have had extreme issues with. Um, personality disorder sometimes they don't know it or they've been like they've been shook at the core you know in their core about who they are all kinds of things because sex is in my person personal opinion a spiritual act and it is very um binding facts 
say? I mean, it's, it is a very, and you might think you're laying down, you know, I'm going to get my kicks out with her, and I'm going to get up. And men can, men can detach more from it than women, but I really don't think, I think men don't understand the danger that's happening to them. Because with women, you're receiving, right? And so women tend to have, especially you see more of that dissociative order and personality issues and stuff in women because they're receiving a lot of men in. But with me personally and seeing the men I've known, men end up becoming weaker spiritually. I mean, they come weak. The more and more that they uh, are very sexual, or sexual energy where they just lay in women, the less they, the, the, because they're giving out strength, they're releasing seeds, uh, the less um, strength they have to me. Men can become very weak in this, and then suddenly anything can get their eye. You know what I'm saying? It's a very, it, or anything can, it, they become less disciplined at some point. I've never seen a man, men who are usually oversexed are usually at some point start to lose discipline, in my personal opinion. At the, every at certain point, I mean, it's not men who don't who have a healthy sexual relate appetite. I know some men are playboys, but men who are playboys tend to be all over the place a lot of times. But men who are very, you know, they may have three women or certain things they try and decide or something like that. Um, is you it, 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 if they have stability, it's because they don't see them often or something like that. It, when men's energies are being pulled like that, I see you always see a sense of weakness. And so men sometimes think they're getting away with that by just laying with other women, but I actually believe they're becoming weaker in their uh, spirit realm, in the spirit realm. That's just my personal opinion. I've said that on here before. So I feel like polyamorous relationships, although I have uh, thought about them in my 20s, um, and but I actually feel that they can be dangerous, right? <laughs> Even, you know, relationships when you're spreading your relationship, your, your thing with two or three people. The thing is, if, you know, if you're in, my personal opinion is that when you're in, <laughs> I, not, and this is no judgment, but, even when you're in relationships where you're committed relationships and you may be having sex with someone else or you may be having a relationship, you are still stretched to a limit, okay? So at some point I feel like you have to make decisions about which if you want stability, you're going to have to make a decision. You know what I'm saying? Are you going to have to make a where you, which way you're going to go or how you're going to go? Are you going to have to make a decision to remain not in a committed thing, and just be open. Like I said, don't call it nothing. <laughs> and don't pretend there's even no care there, okay? So very interesting. I really love this conversation. I mean, you can have a, a number of ways. I'm sure a polyamorous person could make me think, uh, could make me see their way too. People people have the right to have different opinions about different things. I understand. I get it. But, um, yeah, I found it to be a really interesting conversation and one I wanted to uh, hit on, Okay. All right, so when I come back, we're going to talk about Jocelyn Hernandez out in these streets, honey, coming for Wendy Williams, <laughs> right? And we're going to talk about Tyrese, always doing too much, okay? <laughs> Shaving his girlfriend on IG, what are you doing? Tyrese what? <laughs> and Yandy and Mendici, okay? Oh, poor Yandy and Mendici. They've been going through it for years, ain't they? Oh, it's been a lot. <laughs> 
been a lot. We'll talk about that and more when I get back on the CC show. Meanwhile, let's get into some music. Uh I go to? Whatever you want. Uh, Tony, 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 it's the CC show. I'll be back in a moment. Whatever you need. 
Talking about Will Smith um, and the whole polygamy, I mean, polyamory relationship thing, and my thoughts on it. I hope y'all understood. I was all over the place because, you know, it's such a hard thing because, you know, I understand what people mean when they say, look at relationships that are supposed to be either committed relationships, monogamous relationships, or made relationships that are uh, supposed to be committed, and people have problems, and you think, the way to solve the problems is just say, hey, we're all going to be open, but that's still a problem. Humans, I, I just believe humans still are humans, no matter what. It, should you be honest? Yes, you should be honest, but it doesn't always happen. And that's the part of the evolution and evolving as a human, that in, in human relationships, we, we learn from uh, relationships, even ones where we've been hurt from, okay, when you've been um extremely hurt and I understand trust me okay trust me I understand what it's like when you're in a relationship and you know or when you're when you really care for someone or you really think you love someone and they you know it's not replicated in some way or another maybe by them cheating or something you know or whatever and that you find yourself hurt I mean it happens 
You know, it happens. I read this one article really good. <laughs> I read this one article about this girl who was in a committed relationship, right? She cheated on her boyfriend, and she was uh, she was upset because the 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 other man was messing around, <laughs> and she was broken hearted in her in her in her committed relationship. It was hilarious. Right, but that she like that happens. And the other, and she talks about how when her and the other guy decided to stay together, that he had to nurse her through the heartbreak. I was like, what the fuck? I mean, but that I mean, they have you know, she have human humans. It's so many strange things that happen in humanity regarding relationships. Now, am I for toxicity? Fuck no, because you have a number, and a lot of people use this use shit to stay together. I mean, you know, if you got a, a, a fucking toxic relationship and stuff, I know you can't, sometimes people can't easily get out of relationships or whatever, but you have a relationship that simply, you know, after a while you realize it's not working. I, it's nothing, I mean, it's not, I, I have no, I mean, people have to, you know, I, if you need to leave, leave, if it makes you that gone, then leave. I actually believe, though, when, you know, I mean, people know. Okay, that's all I'll say on that issue. I mean, I just feel like uh, polyamory think you won't be hurt, okay? Uh, let's go on to this news. Yeah, Tyrese is out here in these streets. I'll tell you how Tyrese gets. You know, sometimes I think the Virgo just wants, Tyrese just wants attention. I don't know. <laughs> Tyrese is crazy. Tyrese is wild. Tyrese is a wild one. And Tyrese ain't even divorced yet. Tyrese is just still married to Samantha. See, I'm starting to understand Samantha a lot. That's why Samantha's out here preaching there. Yeah, trying to tell more women. <laughs> Who's the name? What's the name of Samantha's show? Samantha's a Scorpio, too. What's the name of that shit? What is it? Um, and I low-key wonder if it's, like, low-key. Like, I know she's being, she's doing the church thing, but I low-key wonder at, was she, I was the, what was it? I was her. I was her. Like, she got a serious guy. I was her. Are you low-key Scorpio uh, getting that Tyrese? <laughs> but, you know, I, but I understand. I understand after, after Tyrese is pulled, the shenanigans of Tyrese be pulling, wow. So, okay, Tyrese this week decided, you know, he's going to share on Instagram him shaving his new girlfriend's pubic hair. I, everybody on IG has to see it. I don't fucking know, but it says Tyrese Gibson and Zelly Timothy are the latest couple to share some borderline NSFW content. Timothy 25 posted a video of Gibson 42 shaving her bikini line on Instagram story on Sunday. While the model's face was not in the clip, legs were kicked up in the air and spread. And she put, I will never let go of my king, but does your man shave you though? She captioned, uh, the post with an eye roll emoji. Is he done with them? Is he just a man to divorce yet? Because listen, girl, little girl, little girl, if, if he not divorced from Samantha, he's doing this to get at her. Be very careful from that. For that, you call him your king, but he, he probably still trying to. He was just talking about getting, his wife, getting back his wife about three weeks ago. Uh, <laughs> little girls got to be careful. Be careful. Somebody talking about getting back their wife three weeks prior. And then they suddenly run around with you, okay? Because maybe the other one, maybe uh, the woman said no, okay? 
So let's listen to some of this foolishness shenanigans. So can we listen to some of the fake? Let me put it up here for you guys. Hopefully you guys can hear it. What the fuck is wrong with y'all? publicity out here. What the fuck? Little girl, let me see. What's the little girl's name? Little girl. Uh, he quit. I mean, I mean, it's not something I want to be sharing on IG. Like, my legs kicked up. And you're shaking. Oh, God. He is so trying to get at. Let me tell you. Let me tell you something, little girl. He was just three or four weeks ago, about a month ago, talking about he wanted to get his wife back. And now he's up here saving your coochie on IG. Listen, this is not, And he allowed you to post that. He wants to get at her. Don't buy that shit, okay? Okay, I know you probably don't care about being used because he's Tyrese. But let me just tell you, honey, don't. I don't know. Maybe he'll keep you. Maybe he won't. But that's some bullshit. <laughs> Tyrese is Tyree seems like a crazy-ass Virgo, though. Crazy-ass Virgo. You know, you can take that as one thing, you know, because it's, it's very sensual. Can I just say that? Maybe we were going to say, oh, Scorpio, she's a fucking Scorpio. She's weird. Hey, it's kind of sensual. It's a kind of sensual idea. You know, I wouldn't let anybody say my shit, though. <laughs> you probably don't know what the fuck you're doing. But I'm just saying, like, but but it seems like a sensual I, 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 idea, but there, it also seems kind of controlling. Like, I would look at that as a number of ways. See, sometimes, you know, sensuality, sometimes get people, like, you know one of my favorite movies? Oh, God, I'm going to read it's, it's a corny-ass movie, right? But I love all three of the fucking uh, 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 movies. What is it? It's corny as fuck. What's that movie uh, where she's, like, he's into bondage and such? It's the ultimate Scorpio shit. What is it? Uh, what is it? Um, oh, God, I forget. Um, what is Damn it! I had it almost in my head. It's the um, Christian uh, Grey. Let me let me look it up. Okay, the the, the guy who's uh, the main character. Oh God, I gotta look it up because it's gonna tick me off. Until y'all know how they're doing out here. Okay, I'm gonna look it up here so I can give y'all the name of the movie. Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, Fifty the Fifty Shades Shades of Grey trilogy. Okay. Like Christian, the hit, the 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 uh, the guy Christian in that movie, the kid character of that movie. I mean, it's such, it's, you know. <laughs> my girlfriend laughed because I said, "Oh my god!" Like, like she said, "What would you have said? You see a room like that?" I said, "I, you know, 
it would be kind of crazy, but I'd actually not be, I mean, that wouldn't trip me out. I mean, my, my friend was like, oh, my God, like, you are really a Scorpio. I'm like, no, that's it. It would not trip me out. It wouldn't have tripped me out. I would have been like, okay, he's a little weird. But, but like, Christian, why Christian seems extremely sexy, the character of Christian Gray, okay? Very sexy, very sensual, and he's very controlling and all of that sexy stuff. There is a slight problem with Christian, though, right? Like, in the movie, what is that's why I love this movie, because the slight problem is that Christian is a fucking, you know, he's been molested as a kid. And so he fucking has control mechanisms on his relationships until he meets this little innocent, beautiful, you know, girl who's like, you know, okay, you know, I'll I'll be your sex slave. (laughs) And he get caught the fuck up. (laughs) He get caught up and he can't be detached from her because he actually loves her, but he has no control over his feelings for her. And he can't control his shit. He can't, he's having a hard fucking time because, and she's making him deal with all of his pain. And he doesn't really know how to surrender. And it's a great movie in that time. It's a corny ass movie, but it's great too in terms of understanding the dynamics of people with control issues. And I feel like that's Tyrese a little bit. Like, in my head, I feel like Tyrese may have some control issues. A lot of Virgo men do, you know? I wonder, not all Virgo men, I'm just saying some of y'all do, and I'm a Virgo moon, so we do kind of have a control fucking issue. So, and I'm a Scorpio too. <laughs> too. So, so yeah, so I can get it. I think that underneath all that sex, uh, you know, when he goes and goes into, because see, me and my Scorpio mind will be super analyzing him after I come out the sex room. I wouldn't be shook. I'm a Scorpio bitch. So shuck, shuck. You know, sex room doesn't shake me. But, however, I would be, this can mean some things, right? You don't have to tell you, this can mean some things, right? So, that would be super analytical about it. <laughs> and so, my Virgo moon might kick you in and go, hmm. <laughs> my Scorpio wouldn't be shook. But my Virgo moon would be like, hmm, my Leo. I don't know talking about Leo. It would be saying. But my, but my Virgo, my Scorpio would not be shook by the shit. It would be going to the deeper issues. And my Virgo moon would be like, hmm, like what else is going on here? Because, you know, and it was something else going on with him. There was this need for control. He's very wealthy. He had money. He had it going on. He's good looking. All the women wanted him. And he often had sex slaves. And this little innocent Virginia-like girl comes along and is like, I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> and that's what happens. That's what the whole movie's about. This, and a lot of women, some women groups hated that movie because they felt like Christian was borderline abuse. I didn't see that. You know, they didn't like the... The you know the the because they didn't I, I think most people didn't under understand the BBSM things I mean the you know the those things throughout the movies so I think they they weren't and his need for control because of what happened to him as a child he had come from his mother was dysfunctional and a drug addict and he was adopted into a very wealthy family he became even more wealthy and you know he also had some child abuse issues from an other older woman kind of introducing him to sexuality. And so 
his experiences were love with love weren't good until he meets this girl that makes him he's different from all the rest and she makes him lose control and he doesn't know how to handle it and he, the movie is about him struggling with his need for control and I feel like this about Ty, like Tyrese tries to be like a Christian Grey type he's not he's really corny but he you know that maybe that that can be a little bit of that Virgo archetype <laughs> or somebody has Virgo in their chart. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what his style would be. Most people could argue that Christian Gray was a Scorpio though. Because Scorpio males have control issues too. So people maybe you know, you could argue that. I wonder Virgo Scorpio. I like to hear astrologist idea about what Christian Gray may have been in that movie. Like what they consider his what his sign, the archetype of his sign is like the need for control and stuff. Some people say Scorpio. I could say Virgo, too. <laughs> All right, somebody with deep scorpion, uh, scorpion, you know, because you don't have to necessarily be a Scorpio. You can have Scorpio in your chart. Like, it could be a chart leader or something like that, you know. So very interesting, Tyrese saving his girlfriend's creepy cat on IG. Well, some shit you just got to keep private, okay? <laughs> All right, so. Yandy and Mendeecees, okay? If you don't know the story of Yandy and Mendeecees, Yandy's like a, a manager or something in hip-hop or whatever. She manages, I think, Jewel Santana, some other people, I forget. But she was on Love and Hip Hop. She's been on there for several years, and she was involved with this guy named Mendeecees, okay? I think Mendeecees, did he go to jail once or twice? There was a couple times, I thought. Well, the second time he got busted, or the first time, I don't know, he, was, he got busted on some drug charges for selling drugs, okay? And he went away for a long-ass time, like seven years. Men DC, like Papoose, held it the fuck down, okay? I said, ain't nobody doing that shit but Pisces or somebody with Pisces in their chart. It's shit. You can't expect when you a Pisces. You, you got some Pisces in your chart. Pisces are sacrificial. They love, let me tell you something. Pisces, they say Scorpio's love the most. But I don't even know if it's love why Pisces do certain things. But Pisces are... You know, they are what I call uh, the uh, – how can – what's my favorite thing to do? I, I don't even know if I could say they are uh, very sacrificial. It's, 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 you, you can't out kind of give a Pisces sometimes. So, uh, not all Pisces, but most, a lot of them. They're very – that's their natural state to me. Most Pisces, I mean, they're very giving. They're very – even if they're kind of mean, they're very – they do things for people – they put themselves all the time on the altar. And it's very seldom that anybody's going to give them that back because everybody's like, shit, he ain't, he ain't that. But, but, but Pisces are very sacrificial. So I think I read that Yandy is a Pisces. I think I've read that. And that uh, I don't know what Mendici is. It would be interesting. I have to look that up. But um, I love to talk about astrology, too, when I'm talking about this. I don't know. I'm not an astrologer, so I like to talk about what I do, a little bit of what I do know. But um uh, Yandy is, um, oh, and Papoose is definitely a Papoose is, uh, is, uh, is a Pisces, okay? That's it. The only Pisces would be out there waiting for her ass to die. <laughs> he loved her ass. He's great for her. But the thing about Pisces that are intriguing, because Pisces could be, he could have been, I, they, they say he was loyal, that's good, but he could have been playing. But Pisces does, uh, sometimes will do that shit because of obligation, okay? They know people feel obligated to this. You got to be very careful because Pisces can be tricky, too. 
right? And 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 to me, uh, what's her name? What's the what's the what's the what's the, what's the girl's the papoose? Uh, uh, she's a she's a Gemini, which you know, Gemini is everywhere, time. But I think she feels loyal, very loyal to Papoose because of what he's done. But I find it's so funny because Papoose, if that's true that Yandy, Yandy is a, a Pisces, I get it, okay? Because Yandy and Papoose, that sounds like something Pisces would happen, like people waiting. Uh, so it's like, um, <laughs> very Libra too. Some Libras would do that shit, too. Um let me let let let's take a listen. They had well this week. I, everybody's making such a big deal because Yandy, uh, man, DC said that you know he don't know if he would have held it down for her. He don't know if he would have did the same thing she did. And you know, I feel and she got upset about it, but I feel like it was a very unfair question because nobody knows what they'll do in those type of positions until they're in them. So I felt that was a very unfair question to ask him. And plus, I felt like, let me finish. I'll tell y'all what I think afterwards. But let me let y'all hear this discussion. So let's play it from uh, Couples Retreat. Check this out, okay? And it would be the simplest of things like I missed a phone call or I didn't pick up or I didn't email you. That made me feel like it wasn't that much of a place to me. Like it was easy to let me go. Nobody that's your woman wants to feel like they're easy to get over. I mean, if I could deal with my mom leaving me and that's the trauma, I feel like I could deal with anybody leaving me. Nobody that's your woman wants to feel like they're easy to get over. I mean, if I could deal with my mom leaving me and that's the trauma, I feel like they would be anybody. It would be great to be like, nah, I got you. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you say it's for better or for worse, when you say, you know, if I'm sick, I go to jail, I want you to be like, nah, I got you. I ain't going nowhere. I don't want to go to I think you had a lot of time on your hands. And I think with that time, I think that I did a damn good job. I say that to you all the time, like, if the roles are reversed, would you hold me down? And I knew this from the get-go. I knew this from the fucking jump, okay? I knew when you was waiting. Mendeecee, first of all, let's just say this. Shout out to Mendeecee for being honest. I know a lot of people say, just lie, man. No, he was very honest with it. 
And I think it's a hard-ass question to answer in retrospect because he wasn't the one with the shoe on the other foot, right? And his love, listen, his love language, for it may be different. For him, it may be, damn, she's going to be in jail for 10 years. I'm going to just let it go because I, I love her enough to understand I ain't going to be loyal out in these streets. And I love her so much that I'm going to let her go. Well, her love language is I'm going to put it all on the line. She's a fucking mighty. She's a Pisces. I'm gonna put it out. I'm gonna just sacrifice <laughs> for and without thinking for everything I got. I said, you know what I'm saying, and that's what she. That's her nature, and don't change that for nobody. That's a beautiful nature to have. Okay, if that's who you are, I mean, but you gotta think about who you give that energy to versus who who you don't, and and understand too that if you have that kind of Piscean energy, you. It's hard for people to replicate it. Like Scorpios, when Scorpios deeply love, it is hard for people to love in the same capacity as a Scorp. Okay, so you can't expect sometimes people to feel that energy that you have the same way because you love differently, right? So um, I think this would, first of all, with me and DC, you saw what the fuck he was dealing with. First of all, anybody who who didn't care about me enough to save the fuck out of trouble, who was doing things that would detriment, uh, that would uh, put, uh, that were detrimental to our relationship in the beginning. Like selling drugs is detrimental to a relationship because what happens is you can end up in jail and end up going away and you leave your woman with a family to fucking take care of. So that's detrimental. So he, he's already showing you the fucking energy he's on. No, he wasn't going to wait because he wasn't, he didn't have no patience in the first place. That's why he's down these streets and selling drugs. He ain't got no fucking patience. Now, some people say, um, we ain't waiting there, Carlotta. It's hard for a black man out there. Yeah, whatever. A lot of times you ain't got no, every black man ain't selling drugs. I'm just saying, you know, I understand what puts black males in those situations and what goes on in the mindset. But I'm saying that he didn't have enough patience anyway. So let when he living like that kind of energy, no, he's not going to wait. Probably more than likely a dude like that is not going to wait the fuck for you because he is already impatient with him with his own self in terms of uh, how he uh, how he approaches life. He's doing something. He's in a, a lifestyle that that shows impatience. Okay. So he's he's out here doing something illegal. He is maybe he's saying I'm doing it for the family, but he's not. He's actually going to be hurting the family and him going away for seven to eight years while you take care of fucking kids or his kids or whatever the fuck is going on. Hurt him not only himself but hurt you and the kids and, and child. Listen, that's the type of energy he was on from the beginning. So why get mad? He showed you what it was. He showed you what it was. You have to under you have to know, listen, is this somebody that I can I know that I'm a giver. Okay? Is this somebody that I will regret giving to, even if it's over? Like I say for instance, in relationships, you know, you could give your all to somebody and it could end up in end up in a in a situation where you it didn't work out. Okay? And a lot of times you will have people who say, you know what, I don't regret having a relationship with this person because, you know, no matter what, even though it didn't work out, you know, I felt I learned something from it and I, I, don't, I can never be angry with that person and stuff like that. It was worth it to me, okay, whatever. Okay, so in, in a sense, you have to find, is this somebody I can go on a journey with 
and I feel like it's worth it. I can give my love to and in the end I won't be angry because I because I couldn't see what he was already showing. A lot of times in relationships, a lot of times, we're mad at the other person, but we're really angry within ourselves because it took us so long to see what they were already showing. Okay, and a lot of times people get into relationships with people, and you will find them, they'll break up, and they have no anger with each other and stuff like that. And usually because people have understood that the other person, they can only go so far with the other person, or the only person they can only go so, and they don't regret giving that, that love. They say, hey, I made a conscious decision to give this to someone, and I respect it, and he, he respects it or whatever, or she respects it. And I'm going to move on. And you got to do this even in the bad relationships that you wasted time on. You wasted fucking time on them in D.C. You in couples retreat right now telling me you wasted fucking time. If you wasted fucking time on them in D.C., you really didn't waste time. You think you wasted time, but you really didn't. And it, I know it's probably going to hurt like fuck. Go, okay? But the lesson for her is she decides to end it with men D.C. is that you can't all, you have to be very careful and very wise about how she, um, not closed off, but very careful and very wise about how she uses her energy of giving. Because I'm not quite sure if love was necessarily behind her energy either. A lot of times, you know, she's just giving because she's loyal. She was in a relationship. She said she loved him. But, you know, he was also having some issues with her while he was in jail. He said she was busy and wasn't taking phone calls. So maybe she, you know, maybe the idea for me, DC, I mean, Yandy might be to just be attached to somebody. I always thought Yandy may have, she's the girl that has a career, very smart, uh, brain smart and everything, but very low self-esteem, my daughter. I've always thought that, you know, that just because you got it going on in your your finances and your, uh, uh, your career does not mean you have um, a, 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 the proper dose of self-esteem, okay? There's a lot of self-successful people who have a terrible esteem about themselves, terrible or God esteem, or, or feeling the energy of understanding they, they're from God and they don't have to put up with certain things. I always thought that about me, that that was a little role there, okay? So, uh, you know, hey, here's the thing. She, you either accept it for what it was. He said he don't know if he can do that. And I'm sure because he's already showed that energy. He 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 was doing a lifestyle where he didn't even care about himself. He didn't even care if he went to fucking jail. So how the fuck he supposed to hold you to fuck down? And see, that's what you got to understand. You was in a relationship with somebody that didn't even give a fuck about himself. He was putting himself in a dangerous situation every day. So you know if somebody don't give a fuck about themselves, how they going to fucking care about you on that kind of level? He don't give a fuck. That's what she's she's misinterpreting. If he can't care for himself on that type of level, ain't no way in hell he was gonna give you that kind of energy, girl. Bye. There ain't no reason to get mad at him. Okay, it, it is what it is. And if he hasn't shown you anything different now, he probably still on that energy. <laughs> so that's when people you have to pay very close attention and learning that about people you with. If they don't have a, if they don't have if they don't have care for themselves, they never gonna do they're not gonna do what's best for you. Okay? Because they don't do what's best for themselves. That's facts. Okay? Love your neighbor has you what? That's what people forget. 
Love your neighbor as you what? Love yourself. If you don't love yourself, how are you going to love your neighbor? It took her uh, uh, several years to find out where all of us <laughs> Okay, Joshua Lee Hernandez, okay. We at Wendy Williams the other day on the Wendy Williams show. Now, y'all know I like Mr. Jocelyn. That's Jocelyn, fellow Scorpion. Uh, let Wendy know how she feels about Wendy coming at hard at her and other uh, women. Okay, so check this out, uh, Jocelyn from Wendy Williams. Hey, Wendy, I, I just must say this to you first. I hope you're going to give me my flowers today. I hope you're going to honor how much work I put out there. I hope you're going to, you know, not kind of like throw this off outside of everything that I've done. I've done I'm, I'm an accomplished woman, and I just feel like every time I come to your show, you don't give me those flowers now, you know? And you have, Wendy, you're 35 years my, my kid. Wow. Yeah, I think. I could, I could wear those flowers. I could feel, I could feel, I could feel wanted by people like you. Not just me, all the other young girls. You are, you are wanted by me. I always say that you're wanted. But we feel, we feel, we feel like you be trying us. We feel like you don't be really rooting for us. You know, we feel like, and especially with me, every time I come to your show, you always want to compare me to another bar. I don't need to be compared. I've, I've made my own brand. I'm, I've made my own brand for years, you know. I've been out here for the, the past decade. I've got my own show. I franchise my own show to another network. It, it, I, I have the number one show in the country. I have the number one show on the news, and you've got renewed for Thursday. So you want you to be commanded. The number one show on the country. Okay. And I just want you to know that, I want you to know how I feel. I want you to know that I feel like every time I come on here. You feel undervalued, well, so do I, okay? That's it. It, it, you know what, Jocelyn, because you're part of pop culture, this is what I do. But if you possibly think that I leave here every day and don't feel undervalued for something that I do, you know, as a woman, we're not going to even talk about race. Just as a woman, I still don't make that dollar-for-dollar dollar men make. So please, anyway, shoe can please. Let me see your shoes. So y'all, Wendy been through hell and back, okay? So listen, here's the thing. And it was like they, she was throwing flowers at the screen. <laughs> Jocelyn. <laughs> Wendy was, listen, Jocelyn, I, 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 I can see the come up, Jocelyn, and I really can. I've said it on this show. But let me tell you something about an old school OG like Wendy, Okay. It takes a lot to get Wendy's respect. I, I think Wendy likes you. I think that I think that Jocelyn, you want to be accepted by everybody. Everybody's not going to accept you because, in in some senses, some people might feel that you you got rewarded on television for being bad or being dysfunctional. Right, and some people will never respect that. I can see that now. I understand the phoenix of it, of it, Scorpio. I get it. There is a phoenix to it. You, you was in that gutter, and you came up. You phoenixed out of it. Now you an executive producer and everything like that. But it comes. It does come from a dark place. It does come from a place of dysfunction. And even though you're trying to elevate out of it, 
Some people will never see you as that, and you got to be old fucking K with that. That's what Wendy telling you. I'm with, if I got, I don't get my flowers every day as the person who is the mother of the blog. Wendy is the mother of the blog. Before the blog, there was Wendy Williams, okay? So, so you know, she she is the mother of that started all of the gossip. But, I mean, like, there was gossip rags before her, but not quite like it is now. So I would just say that, you know, She's not going to, that's what Wendy does for a living. Her, what her job for a, a, a living is to discuss pop culture, to discuss celebrity, and, and she's always going to give her opinion. And sometimes it's going to be good, sometimes it's going to be bad, sometimes it's not going to be so good. That's what people that don't understand. Now I understand why Kevin sometimes used to keep her from being friends with other celebrities because, you know, sometimes people got to understand you got to give your honest opinion on something. It's nothing personal. It's no shade. It is what it is. And so, uh, it, it, and then people can get take it personal. Uh, when, uh, 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 and I, Wendy used to be harsh back in the day. I understand she was doing celebrity gossip on that too. But now that's a different story. But what I'm in terms of you know uh, outing people and stuff like that. But that she's she's really evolved out of that. However, that's what she's saying. She understands where you come from. But you know, she this is something that you so you're not gonna get your flowers from anybody. Is what she's trying to say. Okay, Wendy is one of those OGs. It is what it is. You're not you're not gonna change her mind on shit. <laughs> um, uh, I think that uh, I didn't like the comment where you're 35, my singers. It was meant to be shade. Let me tell you, little young girl, something. Okay, let me say something. Just, okay, age is not a shade. Age is a good thing. You want to be Wendy's age one day. Okay, you want to get to that. I want to tell girls that so bad. You're throwing our age out. I mean, it used to be a shade, but now young, old, older women looking to do something younger. But it's not. It's not a shade to throw out someone's age. It means somebody has made it to a certain stage in life. God, thank you. I mean, why there are blessings and curses with age? Thank you that. Uh, you, I made it there. You, she, she, she was trying to throw shade, but said, "You're 35 years my senior. You should be a woman that gives me props." But she was also throwing shade like you old. You know what I'm saying? That was like she could feel that. And Wendy felt that too. That's why Wendy came for her a little bit uh, more and did not end up giving her props anyway. Uh, Jocelyn, understand that because of where you came from in the show. Because because you came from love and hip hop, you were once a stripper. You made your name off of dysfunction on love and hip hop. Okay, that most people will never respect it. They just won't ever respect it, and that's okay. And you can see why some people people think that they're rewarding dysfunction. Okay, uh, but still you did make it. Okay, and that's to be commendable. And you don't need nobody's flowers. You don't need Wendy to give you her flowers. Wendy's in pop culture. That's what she do. You just come on the show. You say, Miss Wendy, I feel like you don't give me enough of it and leave it alone. But don't argue back and forth with her because you're not going to get her to change. The only thing, the way you get her to change is to keep evolving and keep doing you and keep being the best you can possibly be. Okay, <laughs> Wendy going to say her piece. Wendy, <laughs> Wendy a trip. <laughs> Wendy is not going to, like, when she starts throwing flowers at the end, I start laughing. I say, Wendy is a fool. <laughs> but I understand Jocelyn's point of view that she feels like, you know, Wendy goes hard, but Wendy's been doing that for years, okay? That's not anything uh, new to Wendy Williams, okay? <laughs> She's going to keep doing that kind of shit, okay? Uh, this week, um, 
What else that I want to talk about? Uh, let's see here. We talked about Jocelyn. We talked about Yandy. We talked about Tyree with his crazy ass. We talked about Willow. Okay, let it, uh, let me see here. There's something I wanted to pull it up. I think I can get it up here. All right. Uh, did we talk about Kamala and Scott here? I mean, Tim Scott. Here's the thing, okay? Kamala Harris and Tim Scott both said, because nobody's talking about Kamala Harris said the same damn thing that Tim Scott, the Republican, said. His delusional ass about America is not a racist country. Again, I say that Americans, most white Americans, or most people don't understand the dynamics of racism in America, and they think racism is name-calling and Jim Crow laws and stuff like that. They don't understand that racism is a system. It is entrenched into... uh, and it's even gotten more. Uh, it's it, it even gotten more entrenched with uh, in in some ways of a caste system in America and class. So now it's like a triple situation going on. <laughs> I mean, like now I think almost here's the thing. I always believe that elites were always using white supremacy at first to shield themselves, and now elites have switched out of white supremacy and starting to use race has a way to shield themselves, okay? Because I believe elitism isn't just about, uh, it wasn't always about, because even in, you know, when you think about the elites, even in slavery, okay, even though nobody was getting treated like black folks, black folks had a holocaust through uh, slavery. However, there were elites. Remember when you hear the stories of Irish people and other people that came over who weren't exactly Anglo-Saxons, they had bad treatment because of a caste system or because they were considered lower class, uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and sometimes that often they would be put at a higher position, but sharecroppers over black people and these whole dynamics of race, and especially in America, America had a special brand of racism that they created uh, use these to make them feel higher. They didn't ever actually feel like them. Now what we're seeing is in this day and age, and I hope you guys understand what I'm saying here. Now why race is such, racist, racism is very real. Racism is still, and white supremacy is still a very real, real thing. However, the elites are moving out of racism to a point of now they're saying, we want to fuck up everybody. We've already tried police state and all these things we need to do on black folks. Now we're ready to pull it over on you because for us, it's not about your race. It's about elitism. It's about bloodlines. It's about all kind of other things. And you don't fit. So now – and. So now you see there is more, and now you even got white people on Fox. Remember what you had at the Capitol, and people were running to the Capitol. Even though I don't think that's listen. I always tell people that is not that was not a, a crazy violent riot. And the reason why I know that because I've been listening to these white boys with these shows for years in the hills and west bubbles and stuff. Trust me, what you did, you didn't see no riot at the Capitol. Them motherfuckers, some white boys in the hills and the FBI's and all that noted. They got guns, all kind of shit saved up. When they ready to come for war, <laughs> trust me, that might be a little warning shot, but that was them where they was playing up there at that Capitol. But the reason why you've seen them get so angry because they're even starting to see white supremacy elites have moved out of hiding behind white supremacy and using white supremacy to now using race 
because they're hiding themselves under different things to get different agendas passed that will protect them when it all falls in the way they want it to be, because I believe that these elites want order out of chaos, okay? And they want to, in the end, screw everybody. Now, white people are confused, going, you know, the uh, saying, what's happening? Because you, it was never about you. <laughs> it's about eugenics. It's about elitism. It's about casteism. It's about all kinds of things. So, it, 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 so racism in America very much exists, even though I think now that racism is, is being used in a deceptive manner, like people talking about racism today. Racism is still very real in America. It's still a real, very real conversation. However, I do believe elites are now using racism. Like when you have corporations talking about racism and all these things and stuff like, like they want to change things, stuff like that. I actually believe they're hiding behind that to hide real damaging agendas that will now affect everyone. And they hide behind racism to put in politically correct situations, to put in, uh, uh, to put, uh, to limit your freedom of speech, to limit certain things. And they'll use racism. Oh, we don't want to say, call people this, or we don't want to do this. They'll use that because they're really trying to pull on a society of control now. Now it's moved outside of racism into elitism. And I, I mean, into, um, eugenics and elitism. And I, that doesn't mean that racism is not still there. Yes, it is. However, I believe the elites are moving into a much more deceptive pattern, okay? So very interesting uh, that Kamala Harris did say this, too, and not one, not hardly any media uh, outlet picked it up except for Fox. That tells black people, that's why I try to tell you, Kamala Harris is not you. Her, the celebration of Kamala Harris, when black women are wearing Chuck sneakers and pearls, specifically Native black people, that is not your celebration. She is she she Kamala Harris was born to a uh, a father who I think was mixed the, the Jamaican descent, and her 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 mother was a a very wealthy uh, I think a nice well at least had a good little nice little chunk of money uh, scientist okay she, uh, Indian scientist. It is not your Native Black America has not had anyone sit at the highest seat. In American politics, you haven't had a president and you have not had a vice president. Barack, they may have shared your skin color or some dynamics of your skin color, but they are not a part of your lineage. You have not yet had a descendant of slaves in one of those high positions, okay? So it is, um, it's, you could be very fooled by her, that type of thing. And you can consider, think of you having some kinship to these type of people, to people like her. And when she says things like, well, uh, you know, racism doesn't exist, but we need to talk about it. Well, if it don't exist, what should we talk about? So Kamala is just as delusional as uh, <laughs> Tim Scott, okay? And it tells you what you have working for you up in the White House, right? Uh, my personal opinion. Um, let's see, gas shortage on the way. You know, this pissed me off when I read this because I was like, you know what? These elites trying to keep God at the fucking house <laughs> because they made so much money. I was just listening to this uh, article this morning about the record industry, they, and they focused on Kevin Lowes, and they were talking about how record execs are, found themselves coming back in the pandemic because streaming services went up and the amount of uh, music that was being sold 
went up under in the pandemic because people stuck in the house and people doing their music a lot more. See, it was certain industries, the tech and everything, that made a lot of money. And I was like, wow, oof, this, this is going to get interesting, right? Because there's an amount of financial incentives to, to keeping people in the fucking house. I mean, you don't know whether it's COVID or you just want to keep people in the fucking house, okay? Uh, but it says, coming this summer, gas stations running out of gas. This is according to CNN Business. It says, millions of people stuck at home for more than a year are expected to hit the road uh, for much-needed post-pandemic vacations this summer. Good luck finding gas. You already are having a problem with rental cars, a rental car shortage. I know a lot of people don't know that. There has been, they've been having some issues with rental cars, okay? So according to the National Tank Truck Camera, the industry trade group somewhere between 20 and 25% of tank trucks in the fleet are parked heading into summer due to uh, uh, due to a uh, pile city of paucity of qualified drivers. At this point in 2019, only 10% of trucks were sitting idle for that reason. We've been dealing with a driver shortage for a while. Both the pandemic took issue and metastasized it, it said Ryan Strobo. The executive, um, let's see here. Let me that. Oh, my goodness, I lost her. Hold on. Uh, said Ryan Strobler, the executive vice president of the NTCC, NTTC. It certainly has grown exponentially. Indeed, drivers left the business a year ago when gasoline demand uh, ground to near a uh, uh, near halt during the early pandemic shutdowns. Okay, we were even hauling boxes of Amazon just to keep our drivers busy. Said Holy McCormick, vice president in charge of driver recruitment and retention at uh, Green Dike Green Transport an Oklahoma tanker company. A lot of drivers didn't want to, to do safety protocols. We were also working with an Asian workforce. Many said I might as well take it as a key to retire, okay? Not just any truck driver is allowed to drive tanker trucks. It requires special certification, including a commercial driver's license and weeks of training after being hired. And while the jobs are more attractive than some long-haul trucking jobs that can keep drivers away from the home for days or weeks at a time, it's strenuous, difficult work. McCormick, who runs the Workforce Committee for NTTC, said another problem with the, was the shutdown of many driver schools early in the pandemic. See, you know what? That's why I say at least, let me stop, have very much knowledge. I, I love the, where they say they, they are opportunists. They know how the structures of societies will all fall with an unnecessary uh, shutdown. Okay, they understand that fucking shit, and they understand who's going to make money and who ain't, okay, where all the rest of us don't pay attention to that, how the world runs and moves like they do, okay, and they can manipulate a lot of shit when people got a lot of money, okay. So it says, um, the pipeline of new drivers those schools would have produced has yet to be filled, she said, and then there's a new federal clearinghouse that went online in January 2020 to identify truck drivers with prior drug alcohol violations or failed drug tests who knocked out about forty to 60,000 drivers out of the national employment pool. So they knew that, okay? In normal times, driver turnover can run 50% on an annual basis that spiked up to roughly 70% annual rate in April of last year, according to Brad Filton, a director of research and analytics at State Metrics. 
a truck driver recruiting and retention front. Many of the drivers who hired on at a tanker uh, when the pandemic first hit left the field relatively quickly, sometimes taking jobs in industries such as construction, which has been booming over the last year. Okay, so that's a good thing for people out there to get in trucking. But listen, I am saying to you that they're talking about their, this is in the business side of CNN, um, and it is, the article is by Chris Isidori. So you guys should check it out, read the full article. I'm telling you they're going to try to keep you, they're going to try to create some sort of fucking gas shortage for the summer in the middle of all this shit. They already give you a warning when you see a little fucking article on the side. when I grabbed the article and I said, let me put this little, or put this right out here. They are going to create a fucking little shortage, okay, where people can't, and people are going to be staying long lines for gas stuck in the house. I mean, it's just. Uh, all because of a pen, uh, something I don't think he should have really shut down, to be honest. I, I you know, and it's, it's, it's <laughs> oh, my God, it's about to create a mess. I'm just going to tell you. Hopefully we don't have it, but you see it coming. They already talking about they got a shortage of drivers to drive, to take gas back and forth to these different places. So you get ready. The summer might be hell on wheels, okay, for getting gas, okay? I told y'all up here in this joint, all right, <laughs> how it's going. Thank you some shit. I, I said, look, these people are trying to keep you in the house. Damn it. I, I'm trying to go to – I'm trying to go somewhere. We just, we just had uh, – who is it? Uh, one of my girlfriends just asked me if I want to go see Bruno Moore somewhere in Vegas. I like, hell yeah, I didn't get out. <laughs> I was going to say Usher, but she said Bruno Mars. So I was like, hell yeah, I'd go see Bruno Mars. So I think he's doing something in Vegas or later in the summer. Hell yes, I will see Bruno Mars. <laughs> I'll go see anybody at this place. <laughs> oh, so I was like, yes, definitely. Um, and my girlfriend was asking me, she was asking me, we were planning on going. Last year before the pandemic, we were supposed to go to the Shell. All my, I had like five girlfriends, and we were going to go to the Shell to see Maxwell in San Diego when they opened the Shell. She's like, are we going to do that? Are we going to redo our trip or whatever? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? What, well, I don't know if that's going to even happen again. I mean, i got to do something, though. I can't be waiting for the Shell. I can't wait for Maxwell's ass. i got I got things to do. <laughs> But it was, you know, I would go to that too. But I don't. I haven't. California is a different thing. California has had really low numbers lately. So I'm thinking possibility that California may open up again, and you know, open. It's already open, but may start concerts back again. That would be great. I like some concerts happening. But Vegas is open, okay? So definitely, I like the idea of going to Vegas. Try to check it. Check out Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars. So I'm gonna see if we can still do that. But she, I know a good girlfriend of mine was talking about that. And I definitely wanted to always see Bruno Mars, so that'd be great. Mm-hmm. I said I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna do a five heartbeat thing. And he sings that "Leave the Door Open." Oh my God, when he sings "Leave the Door Open," that is a sexy song. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. In other news, what do we got? What do we, well, I hope I don't have to have a part two. I think I am. Dang. Oh, I didn't get to talk about a lot of the political stuff. Shit. Okay, let's see here. Um, the talk. Let's talk about it. The talk ratings are down. Why? Because Sharon's not there. I told y'all it wasn't even a race thing. I just said people are Sharon was the most honest one in the bunch. She's the most the, the person that kind of has her uh, more. You know, 
not always, but she has more of an opinion than the others. She doesn't always go with the the the, the main thing, okay? Uh, but this is according to the U.S. Uh, I mean, the Sun U.S. It says uh, the college viewers are boycotting the CBS show after Sharon Osbourne's departure has low ratings and sparked cancellation fears. CBS announced Sharon 68 quit the talk after her on-air fight with co-host Cheryl Underwood earlier this month. Has the network said her behavior did not again with their, did not align with their values of of a respectful workplace. Okay. Uh, Sharon received backlash for racial, racially insensitive comments while defending her friend, Pierce Martin. Now, she didn't say anything racist. I don't know what she said, racially insensitive. Now, she did do that white woman cry, you know, where white women started. Now, and white women probably don't notice this, but sometimes they'll do with people. They'll make people, they'll, it's not all white women, but some people, they'll use a, this racial thing with black people sometimes. And I don't think they even notice they're doing it. The black people notice <laughs> that where they, they start crying and accusing you of doing something that you're not. It's almost like a gaslighting type of thing, I consider it. But uh, it says, without Sharon, who is originally uh, the only original cast member, fans are boycotting the talk show, which stars remaining host Cheryl, Cheryl, Carrie Ann, Annaba, and Amanda Klotz, and Ellen Welterworth, okay? One of the fans wrote, I have boycotted the show due to the unfair treatment of Sharon Osbourne. So much for free speech in America. A second said, I, I will miss Sharon Osborne on the talk. It was obvious that she truly loved and respected the other co-hosts. Sad that she and Cheryl will never have the same wonderful relationship that they once had. I wish her the best, and I feel that she will be missed by many. Okay? I, listen, I'm not surprised that Sharon, Sharon, first of all, the new host, by the way, on the talk, no. Okay? No. That's just like the real. <laughs> the real is horrible. Okay? I, I like Gabrielle with her on there, but, you know, they really, the real really needs, what is the girl's name on there? The one from Jamie Fox show. I forget her name. Garcelle Gouvier or whatever, Garcelle, whatever. I like her a lot. However, she seems so much more mature, not old, mature than them in her, her thought process. And uh, to me, a, a show like that, I would have went even further. I would have kept Amanda Seals, and I would have hired uh, Candace Owens. <laughs> Can you imagine a show with Candace Owens and Amanda Seals? That shit would be classic. messy <laughs> but I think they need to have those intelligent types of conversations going on you can't just hold, hire Amanda and expect for Amanda looks like the brainiac in the whole group so you have to hire another brainiac that counteracts Amanda who will be just as controversial the problem with the girls at the real is they all have the same opinions most of the time you know are somewhere in the small part of the same opinion <laughs> And it's not fun to watch, and it makes them look like they're not. Um, I, there's no intellectual conversation going on. That's very uh, uh, flatline, except for uh, Garcelle. I can really tell Garcelle is the older, more seasoned one in the in the in the, in the show. She, or they need to hire another seasoned person to balance Garcelle out because she looks like you know, she looks more mature than the other ones. Okay, so it's just it, it's, it's interesting. But I, the same thing, the talk is just. 
maybe should be canceled, okay? It's just, after Eve left and now Sharon, I feel like it's the end. The other girls are just not working to me as well. You know, um, maybe the end. I mean, you know, every talk show, my opinion, needs a, needs a, um, uh, someone like a, a, what's the girl's name? Uh, Wendy, all these talk, talk shows need somebody like a, um, uh, John McCain's daughter, you know, Megan McCain. Megan McCain is not a conservative conservative. She's a neoconservative, okay? So you, then you have, uh, you know, you, 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 you have a guy. But there's a real dialect that happens on The View, even though most of the people on The View are liberals, okay? I do think they should hire somebody a little bit in between. They used to do that years ago because it, it's so sad because the conservative one always stands alone because it's like four to five liberals to one conservative, which I don't like. You should always have like two to three versus everybody so that people's opinion can be, be a little bit more balanced or somebody mid-ground, okay, or something like that. So it's it's always strange with these type of talk shows, but Hollywood has their own agendas behind these shows. So um, I'm not surprised the ratings have gone down. Um, <laughs> you know what, who I would bring back, though? Now, on the talk, I'm going to tell you, this now, and I would bring somebody like Garcelle should go to the talk. I don't know how much longer it lasts. She would be better over served at the talk. Or bring in somebody like at the at the real Garcelle, and I'm going to say something. Holly Robinson Pete. You need another uh, mature woman <laughs> uh, with those girls. <laughs> I said what I said. You do, you do, you do. Uh, I like a high, I like the idea of a Holly Robinson or somebody who with a little bit more flair or something like that. But yeah, you know. Uh, Garcelle's there alone, you know. So it's yeah, it's, it's I I they can cancel all of them as far as I concern. I'm concerned. <laughs> Those two, they can go, they can go for real. <laughs> but I see, I knew when Sharon left that it was not going to be uh, the same. Okay, I knew that one. Okay, uh, let's see how much time we got, y'all. We got time to talk about uh, Janet Mock speech. Everybody talking about. Let me see. I got you. You know, Janet Mock. Janet Mock is a transgender actress. Janet Mock is, let me just say this. Can I just say this? Mm-hmm. I, 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 I don't know what's read and what's not read to say. I don't know. I ain't, ain't going to believe I don't have no believe to read correct show over here. But Janet Mock was damn good. Okay? Janet Mock is beautiful. Okay. It's hard to believe she's transgender. I'm serious. I, 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 I remember showing my husband. I said, he's like, what? I mean, you Janet Mock is gorgeous, okay? But it says, um, and that doesn't mean there's another beautiful transgender. Janet Mock just looks, I mean, she's just beautiful, okay? But it says, Janet Mock, an executive producer and director, this is uh, page6.com, executive producer and director on FX drama Pose. Is that his style, Pose? Left uh, co-stars, network bosses, and reporters stunned at the show's premiere party Thursday night by ad-lipping ad-libbing a wide-ranging and flabbergastingly fiery speech. During the 15-minute speech, she complained about how much network, is, how much the network is paying her, demanded better treatment for trans community, shouted, fuck Hollywood, revealed that she slept with someone on the show's crew, asked her pose after boyfriend not to leave her over the infidelity, decried the cry. 
quality of lighting up the show and had a brief conversation with the co-creator and Hollywood mogul Ryan Murphy from the stage. Early in her talk, Mark 38 wondered aloud, why am I making 40000 an episode, huh? Damn. I'm not, I, I am angry, she said, demanding more money and perks equally to the other TV executives. The room at Jazz at Lincoln Center felt completely silent. Has Mark shouted, fuck Hollywood, does this make you uncomfortable? It should. It should make you fucking shake in your motherfucking boots. This is speaking truth. This is what Pose is. Mark's next complaints about the quality of material from the from male writers on the show's first two episodes. Then addressed Murphy saying that you brought girls in to help you. Who brought the girls in? She asked him. I did, Murphy replied. I wanted the girl wanted the girls to be there. But the speech took an even more personal turn when Mike demanded that boyfriend Angel Business crew stand up right now. Oh no! <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> no, not stand up. Oh, shit. Oh, not in no went down like that. Oh, that's crazy. Oh. Big Mark Curl nervously stood up and Mike said to the crowd, let me tell you something about luck. They was going to let Angel go, she said. I was going to let you go, right? But what did I do? I fucked someone on a crew, right? After after the revelation, one of the show's guest star could be heard gasping ass. What the hell is happening? Angel, Angel, I'm not losing you. You hear me? You are fucking important to me. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I don't want to live in the house alone. I want to, you motherfucker. Oh, my Jesus. Let me stop. Was she drunk? Jesus. Oh, Lord. I don't know what's that man. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Oh. Oh, that's Janet. That is some narcissist shit to make a man stand. The man you supposedly love stand up in a room. It is so fucking cool to make him stand up and say, "I fucking cheated on you in front of everybody," and then tell you, "You, I, oh my god, that's the worst." The other fuck Hollywood stuff I didn't care nothing about, but to make your man stand. <laughs> I got to go into overdrive with this shit. Oh, my God. She fucking, no, she didn't. Like, she just stand up. Slept with somebody on a crew, but I, I, and I was going to let you go today. I was going to let your ass go. Okay? But I thought, I ain't going to lose you, motherfucker. You, I want you enough. I don't want to be alone. Oh, that a bullshit is this? What kind of narcissist bullshit? If I was his ass, I would have said, fuck you, and walked right on out. <laughs> Oh, my God, I got to look in the overdrive. I got to look up at uh, uh, the, the, I have to look up <laughs> and see if she said anything good. This is horrible. Oh, my God. That is no way to treat. Oh, my Lord. I, oh, my God. So, so they said one of the audience members, one of the proposed stars were like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> oh, God. She is messy boots. 
This is a just fucking, I, I only read half of it. I didn't read the part where it got down to Angel because I also knew I was going to read it on things where Angel did this. I, and, and that when she was saying fuck out, I was like, this is just a fucking, like a fucking speech, right? But this is really a just fucking speech. Oh, my God. What all this shit? This is crazy. Wow. Oh, my God. Okay, you guys, we're going into overdrive. Thank you, guys. For those of you who are hanging out with me on the show, I appreciate you so much. Thank you for listening. Those of you who are listening to your computers, I am going into overdrive. If you want to listen to the overdrive live, you'll have to be on the phone lines. The number is 718-766-4236. If I hang up in overdrive, y'all know that it'll be another show, right? Okay? But I'm going to do a little overdrive and talk about this shit in my situation because I'm fucking shocked right now. Okay, so we're going to talk about that and more. And for those of you who are listening to computer, you will have to listen to the overdrive when the, when it goes up on Apple or um, Blog Talk Radio, okay? Thank you guys for hanging out with me. You have a wonderful, wonderful weekend, okay? I'll see y'all for the rest of you on the phone lines. Hold on, we're going into overdrive, okay? We're leaving out with, oh, I love this one, Desiree, you got to be down. Do that in a moment. I'll be back in a second for the overdrive people. For the rest of you, have a good one.
We are back into the overdrive. Uh, listen, I man, if you first of all, let me start out with this. If you're listening to the show right now, you're listening to the archive show. Remember, you can hit me up on the Carolina Chatwood Facebook page if you have anything. You can send me a message that way too. If you have anything on the show that you like, I mean, you like to hear me talk about, or are you like to hear my opinion on, or you want to just tell me off, or. <laughs> Are you going to say something nice, right? Or um, or anything, you know, if you want to be on the show or you have a product or something like that, make sure you send it to the Carlotta Catwood Facebook page. Also, my Instagram, Carly's underscore Galaxy. Okay, you can send it there also. Uh, also, uh, for Twitter, I'm Carlotta72. That's one Twitter account. And see Chatwood Show, okay? And uh, that's uh, it, you guys. Okay, so let's go on over and see, let's go ahead and talk about this Dan and Mike situation, okay? Janet Mock, did she have her man said that? Let me, Lord have mercy. I'm so in shock. Like, I, I, I done lost, I done lost my, where was that? She said, uh, what'd she say? Uh, wait a minute. She said, today I was going to let Angel go. I was going to let you go, right? But what did I do? I fucked someone on the crew, right? Oh, shit. At that revelation, one of the show's guest stars could be heard gasping ass. What the hell is happening? Angel, Angel, I'm not losing you. You hear me? You are fucking important to me, Mark continued. I don't want to live in the house alone. I want you, you motherfucker. Right there. <laughs> That's who I want. I'm getting what's mine. Oh, shit. Mark did apologize to composer Our Lady J, a producer and writer on Pose. And she said she tried to diminish her to make myself bigger. I fucked up, y'all. I forgot who the fuck I was. They want me to come up here and pretend, she said, I don't need Hollywood, honey. You know why? Because I'm fucking free. <laughs> Mark provided some inspirational words for cast members, including Dominique Jackson, India Moore, and the show's lead, N.J. Rodriguez, before turning her attention back to the industry at large. It's a show, but it means so much to everyone to ensure that we enable black and brown trans women to make it because that sounds good. She says sarcastically, it makes you comfortable to talk like that because then I don't scare you into fucking truth. You all have stumped on us. An insider who has worked with my code page six, and she seemed emotionally unhinged and suggested her revelation about her relationship may have been the cause. She seemed almost immediately remorseful at what she aired publicly this year. And visibly shaken, Mock admitted that she was afraid the Fort White speech might have ruined her career. So some of the room had her back. Listen. It might not have ruined your career, but it showed the fuck to the real with that relationship. To make a man stand up and emasculate his ass. I don't care if he is gay or bi or whatever the fuck. And say, <laughs> I want you. He's like, damn. I mean, to tell everybody you cheated on him. First off, it was so narcissistic, in my opinion. So narcissistic. And he did, and if, especially if he didn't have a heads up that you were going to do that. To tell, to tell, like, you know, I, I cheated on your ass. You know, if you would have just got up and said, hey, I just want to apologize to you because I haven't been myself. We need to talk, babe. I haven't been the best to you. Thank you for supporting me. I haven't been the best person or whatever. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. We'll talk after this, okay? Get it. And I want you to know I want you. I'm I'm, I'm down for you. Okay. I would have got that shit. But to get it, to tell the stand up and say, okay, I fucked up. I fucked somebody on the truth. I'm, I'm telling you, I fucked somebody on the truth. She's messy boots. 
And Janet Mock, let me just tell you, I would not have expected Janet Mock to do this shit like this. <laughs> it don't even seem like there's nowhere in her. <laughs> She's fucking messy, dude. She is so messy, Janet. You messy as fuck. <laughs> the Hollywood stuff I get through. But getting your man up there like that, oh, my God, that is the craziest stuff. Like, and the truth is, here's the truth. My personal opinion, okay? Women like Janet Mock, okay? Transgender women like Janet Mock. Janet Mock is finding herself. She's beautiful. She's out in Hollywood, and I'm sure that – I think she's been with Angel quite some time, right? And she's not the same person that she was when she got there. And what I what 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 I probably a lot of people hate to admit when they've evolved because they don't want to everything that is is that they're used to the ground that they stood on to get to where they were suddenly that ground is shaking and you're becoming something different and in the midst of becoming something different. You can do selfish acts, so you can do selfish things, right? And um, and suddenly you feel like, oh, you try to hold on to the past because you don't want to lose your sense of self. But here's the real truth. The truth is you are evolving. You are becoming something different. You will change, and the ground will shake up underneath you, and... Should you keep your same values and everything, try to hold on to your values? And so your values will even shift. But you need to be hold on to what what creates your, makes your character strong and stuff like that. And really the truth is in cheating probably with, there's one or two things that that can mean. It can mean that she's evolved out of the relationship with him and she doesn't want to let go of something that she's so used to. Or she's just, you know, she's just a cheater probably. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But the whole thing is, if she evolved, to me, what I saw, that was very narcissistic to make someone you love stand up in a room and admit to them that you have cheated on them in front of everyone with a member of the crew. That's not, that's not the quite the apology that anybody deserves. It says a lot about the ground shifting. You may not understanding the shift that's happening underneath you. The cheating may mean you need a moment away to figure out what you want. Okay, and maybe you want something different. Maybe you and him have met the end of the road, and that may be hard as fuck to deal with, okay, because you're used to him being there. But now you know, like, damn, oh shit, like this is this is the end of the fucking road, and you know, hey, I fucked up, and I, I had to fuck up to know that it's the end of the road. Sometimes, you know, people fuck up because they end real, they stay too long, <laughs> right? I'm not saying that's damage situation, or maybe she has really turned into an out of control narc, or out of control selfish individual. I'm not saying she's a narc, but she's a what she did was very narcissistic to do that and not and not to realize that this person, that's the only bad thing I feel that happens is that she, you know, selling her piece about what she feels of getting underpaid and undervalued in Hollywood, 
that's real shit for a woman, a black woman, and probably even more so for a black transgender woman, okay? Uh, and especially when you're doing a lot of, you bringing in a lot of the show information and stuff like that. Uh, sad part of all this that shows that your grant that you really do need to rest from Hollywood is doing that man like that. That's fucked up. <laughs> That's fucked up. I would cuss her ass out. Say, Hell no, you ain't going to do it. You is not going to embarrass me. You know, the, like, uh, the quiet doll for me would have been like, you know, because of course y'all get on this show. Y'all get the Carlotta on this show that is very, Carlotta is my middle name. Carlotta is very boisterous and funny and loud and everything. And she's very much me, okay? But Keisha is completely a different beast, okay? A lot of Carlotta. But very different, very quiet, very shy, very observing of her her areas <laughs> where she's at. Uh, very much, um, very different. <laughs> right? I have a sense of duality about me. Okay, I, I think I have Dominion Gemini's in my house. Or my houses of communication. <laughs> So I'm a very dual. I mean, I'm very, I'm very, I'm not this. I, I'm very much the Keisha you hear on here. This is me, Keisha on fleek. Carlotta is Keisha on out of, out of, like, you know, just saying, just stand up and saying what the hell she thinks, okay? But Keisha's really not like that. <laughs> She's very quiet. You know, you see me at, a, like, I will be at a concert. The only way you'll see me act out at a concert is from far back. Like, I'm very shy. I really am. That's part of me. I was shy until I was 17. So you have for people to believe. So I'm very quiet. You know what I'm saying? So I, like, you know, I, you know, you, you, you just, I, I don't know. So y'all get on here, this, this, this funny, uh, uh, hilarious person listening, like she might be out of control at a concert, but I'm very not. So I'm up front, I'm very poised. <laughs> it's a very different beat. That Carlotta, if she's in the back, she'd be loud. <laughs> but yeah, I saw, you know, there's a sense of duality of, about, uh, about me. I, I don't know. So I, you know, I get, um, Sometimes these uh, trying to uh, the person that you get like you know because Janet Mock that's what you get from her you get very classy very this and that but that that Janet Mock that showed up at that fucking thing was very because cousin y'all act like I don't give a fuck. like that's why I say with me like you know if I've been in their audience you know Keisha may have behaved very different but Carlotta would have touched her ass out and left out of it. I probably would have jumped into Carlotta at that point. I probably would have made Carlotta say, Fuck you, I'm out. But Janet Mock has that energy too. She's very classy on the surface. So it's probably a shock for people when she comes in there and she's saying, Fuck Hollywood She's she probably literally had it up to here and she'd get her man to stand up <laughs> and embarrassing his ass and all this stuff. It's like, Wow, like you know what I'm saying? That is, that's a very interesting duality. <laughs> I got to look up Janet's ass. Okay, hold on, let me look up Janet's ass. I know I got to look her ass up. Let me see, what is Janet? <clears throat> okay, let's see, let's see. Oh, Janet is a Pisces, very much duality, okay? Pisces is the, other, the only other sign. I mean, we all have duality, okay? Every sign has duality, but two signs represent duality in the study of Gemini and Pisces. Pisces, people often forget the two fishes going in the two different ways. 
Gemini, I mean, Pisces just is in a sports light. <laughs> Gemini is with their, they, I, I feel like Pisces is, is okay with it. <laughs> Gemini is <Gemini's> are. <laughs> but uh, Pisces are very much the side of duality, right? So, so uh, yeah, I'm not, that's, that's funny. Like, you know, seeing her coming in there and going off about probably, you know, like her shit. Cause she's tired of being, uh, and Pisces can often, depending on what else she has in her chart too, Pisces can often get fed the fuck up and go off, okay? <laughs> Not often, but they do sometimes. <laughs> and when they do, she, she you might want to back your ass up because that, that seldom happens. He's very little guppy. Okay, so, yeah, like my grandmother's a Pisces. And when my grandmother gets mad, she, I mean, because it don't happen. And when it do happen, I mean, she just do. She get an attitude all the time. But when they get... But that's something else in her chart. I forget to give her that. But when she gets like in her tight, her like she she feels like she's uh, being mistreated. Pisces to be something else, okay? So yeah, Janet Mock. I'm not surprised about this. But that's the same thing for me. I could get the duality thing. You know, that whole idea of because I'm a duality when it comes to my communication. People might get, you might, you, you guys might meet me and be like, Carlotta, and expect a certain thing. Y'all be like, sign right in. <laughs> I am when I get to know you, though. But, you know, the, the, the Keisha, when she was very quiet. That's what I have to say. But, you know, so I get it. I get to show up. But I, I probably would have showed up. I probably would have, I probably would have, me and if I would have been her boyfriend in the audience, I probably would have. Keisha would have came up first and said, "Don't curse them out because we are in a room with Hollywood people." But Carlotta would said, "Get his ass!" <laughs> and I might have went for Carlotta, okay? Because I might have said, "Wait a minute, you are not gonna have me stand up in this room and tell me you just cheated." <laughs> That was terrible. I don't care what she she came she came that what she did was so bad. That was that was bad. That was very bad. And I'm sure he's really hurt about it. And you know what I would say that Janet, I mean, you might have needed to cheat and to feel make you think that you want him, but I would say you really probably need to decide do you really want him because if you're out there cheating, maybe he, he's just accountable for you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Oh my God! And especially you're treating him in a way that you and and that says something to to me that he may get walked on often with her because he she's the dominant in the relationship. You could say you can see she's the dominant if she made him stand up in an audience like that. She's probably the dominant on the in a relationship, and he gets walked over a lot. <laughs> oh, sad! This is it's so sad. I don't like that. Wow! I was so shocked. Oh, my God, that's a trip. Okay, I had to talk to y'all about that in my own little reality there. Uh, we were, I forgot to talk about the India cases. In, um, uh, uh, it's like 400,000 new cases of COVID in India. Uh, ooh, ooh, I think I meant to talk about that. I wanted to talk about that a little bit. I should I say that. I may say that for uh, for a part two show, okay? Okay. Uh, China's been pumping out the uh, vaccine. Oscar ratings low. Okay, we'll talk about that for a minute. Definitely knew that was going to happen. Okay, I said the ancestors are tired of the Oscars. Okay, playing with black people. Uh, you know, I really feel like 
uh, Daniel Kalu- Daniel Kaluuya's Oscar was really I agree with Antonio Moore, you know, from Breaking Brown that Daniel Kaluuya's Oscar was really supposed to be uh, 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 what's his name? What's uh, Chadwick Boseman? Because Chadwick Boseman should have been in the supporting actor because he was not the, the movie was not about him. He was a co-star in the movie. But in order to give Daniel, it's something going on. And this is not to diss Africans or people be xenophobic. Or, because I do believe there is a difference between black people, black American people, and uh, black American people who are who are rooted in black America than people with an African background, Nigerian. There are very just differences. And I, I really hate that black people in America, that we hadn't had boundaries that shows that lineage-wise, we are very different because a lot of times people come in and attach to Black America, Native America, for nefarious and financial reasons. <laughs> and and sometimes, you know, um, don't personally like us, you know, you know, or even though we're all Black, right? But uh, Daniel Kaluuya situation, I feel like there's something happening in Hollywood with this African thing, um, with Black Americans and stuff like that. Uh, I do feel like uh, there may be, and I feel like it's quite, quite nefarious a little bit because there's just an agenda to push globalism, and I have nothing wrong with pushing globalism at some point, but it, there's this idea to push globalism and immigration, and to somehow do away, and to somehow do away with Black America. The Black America, as we know it, has a traditional uh, lineage in a, rooted in America for Black Americans, and to make us something that includes everyone in Black America, but we're not all the same. Just like all uh, people who are from a, a, a Latino background are not all the same. So I feel like Black Americans, more than ever before, have to begin to carve out our lineage because I fear it's trying. There is there they there is there is something happening where there's a erasure. There's trying to be an eraser of black culture and black America. And I don't like that because native black people are, our lineage is very different from anyone else. And and it's not the same. I'm not the same as a person who is a first generation Jamaican. I don't, that doesn't make me better. I mean, first-generation American from a Jamaican background, it just makes me better. It's just I'm, it makes me different, and my lineage is different. And so and there is this thing not to protect black lineage. I, I, I don't know what – even I'm even like I, I even talked about that when even I said about my favorite thing. I said I felt like he was kind of – like I felt like he was getting offended because black people, you know, he felt like at some point the black people were uh, – Hey, he's saying I'm not from the South. I feel like no, you, you're trying to say you're not from the lineage of uh, you're not a traditional African American. You're not I'm from the South. What the fuck are you talking about? You know, I, I, and that's I, it wasn't it was it, but it, it felt like it was hard for him to acknowledge lineage. Like like not has nothing to do with you being black, but acknowledging lineage. You know what I'm saying? So it felt like that was hard to do. Like you know, it, because maybe what. I think sometimes people think that if Black America starts to separate separate out their lineage, that that will somehow target them. 
No, it doesn't target you. Not at all. It just says that we have to remember who we are. Because, I mean, it's, you know, even when you marry, uh, it's not just marrying interracially, but when you marry interculturally, it's something different. You know, I have a friend who was married to, uh, who was Haitian, and she was married to an American. And she told me how very different it was for her. You know, at first they, they wasn't really into it. They, you know, it was different. But see, they learned to have, you know, get along later on. But, you know, that's because you can't, just because two people are black, so mean you don't have intercultural things and have to learn each other's culture and the way of life. You know, it's different when you go home, we have parents that have are Nigerian versus parents who were born uh, in America in uh, um, in Missouri, okay? It's a black American. We may be black, but we 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 may share the same color, but we don't share the same cultural heritage, okay? A cultural background, okay? Uh, we uh, we may uh, so that's that's very different to me. I think people have to start acknowledging that, and I do believe that there is something nefarious going on in Hollywood to push this agenda of globalism, immigration, and it's also an eraser of black American culture. And I don't think black people should sit back for that bullshit. It's a lot of our fault because we've allowed ourselves not to be defined. We've acted as if we don't have a culture when we very much do. Okay, so, uh, yeah, so that's very interesting to me, too. I wanted to uh, hit a little bit on that. And then, what else I want to talk you about? Uh, I didn't talk about the Zulu Nation Queen Diane. I may say that for the second show, too. The Zulu Nation Queen Diane. Uh, very interesting because I think they're having some sort of, they said they don't know what she died of. Some people are saying it was poison, but she's only been sitting in the position for a month, and she was supposed to pick a successor to her uh, son, I believe, because her husband died and her oldest son died. She was a successor, and now she's dead. That sounds weird. Such sounds suspicious to me. And they said they've been having infighting over there, you know, about who will be, you know, next. Mm-hmm. Sounds weird. That's all I'm going to say. Okay, but it's a very interesting. I put the article up on the Carlisle Chatwood Facebook page if you guys want to check it out. And then also, I love to see Sierra and Russell Wilson. They opened up bank accounts for young people. Uh, I don't think do I have that. Uh, I don't think I have it up. They, but they did something I thought was so cool. They opened up bank accounts of forty dollars in on savings accounts for young people to start their own savings accounts and stuff like that. Oh, I thought that was just like over nine hundred students. I think that's so different and so cute. I love that Scorpio and Sag out here together trying to build some sort of legacy outside of themselves. I really like that. Okay, I'm not saying they perfect. I know Sierra is the type of me. <laughs> But I'm just saying that, and he's a Sagittarius, okay? But I really love them together. When they, they, they really seem like, I feel like they are a power couple in a different, less obnoxious way than Jay-Z and Beyonce. <laughs> I, had to hit, I had to hit Jay-Z and Beyonce one time, dude. <laughs> I'm going to quit. I just be trying to make the beehive mad. Let me stop. But I think they're so not obnoxious. They, they, some people they may be obnoxious to, though. Let me take that up. But I like them, though. I really do. I really, really like Sierra. Uh, I think it's so different what they do. You know, teaching kids the power of saving, like, very young. That's very, that's sweet. Okay, I think that's really sweet. I think that's a really good thing, okay? So is that it? Is that the last story? 
I want to give her out for y'all. <laughs> They're like, Carlotta, you wild. I be, I listen back to these shows, and I be like, uh-oh, what did you say? Oh, my God, I didn't say that right. What? <laughs> I forward through it real fast. <laughs> Where I mess up. <gasps> oh, my God, no, you did say that. And sometimes I don't realize, like, I'm in the middle of losing. Because I don't, sometimes I do this show without any, you know, I don't really have a script. <laughs> And so I know I be saying some shit, okay? So y'all, y'all excuse whatever y'all hear. Sometimes I'll come back and be like, oh, shit, I should have said that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, thank you guys, though, for hanging out listening with me. I'm so glad that um, you guys have a uh, – you guys can find a reason to listen. Oh, I know what I wanted to talk to y'all about. Van Jones not interested in Kim Kardashian. Damn, I'll say that for the next show. They're saying that he's not interested in Kim Kardashian. I don't know if I believe that or not, but it's weird. Okay, I, I told y'all what I felt about, and the bachelor getting back with the Rachel girl. He's back with her. And we're going to have to talk about that, too, next show. And then, to another one, I think you know, I'm going to try to remember to try to talk about I'm going to try to remember. Y'all know how I'll be going to say I'm going to talk about something that I end up not. But the Pentagon uh, says the next wars are going to be different. So that means they're planning for something. Mm-hmm. They worry about China and other things. But they looking at more cyber war type of things. You can do a lot of damage now with cyber wars and stuff like that. So it, I definitely want to hit up on that. It was so it was some political things that I didn't read about. Because I wanted to hit George W. Bush saying there's a need for police reform. Oh, look at George. Okay, um, and uh, I think it's some other stuff we'll get to. John Legend out here uh, selling that, trying to pump that vaccine. Janet Jackson documentary. Yeah, we gotta get it. We gotta. We got a few things we gotta talk about in part two. I'm not gonna talk about it today. I'm gonna save them for part two. Okay, you guys. All right. So thank you guys for hanging out with me. This is my little Thank you guys so much for hanging out with me like you do every week. I appreciate y'all. I really do. I just be rambling. <laughs> this is my little uh like I don't know my uh what is it. I don't know what shit. I don't know what to call this. It's my sort of like little, uh, uh, um, what is it? What is the thing they used to get on? People used to get on a step box or whatever in the, back in the day, and they get out and, you know, preach or say something. They, they, they say, hey, <laughs> this, is what this, this show is just for me to get shit out of my chest. <laughs> so I'm glad y'all listened to it, okay? Thank you guys for hanging out with me like you do every weekend. Remember how you can hit me up to Carlotta Chatwood Facebook, Carly's underscore Galaxy on Instagram, C Chatwood Show, and Carlotta72 on Twitter, okay? I am out. We're going to leave out with, um, damn, I have the phone. See, look at this. Oh, I'm, you know what I'm going to leave out with? Um, let's do that, Something, something, okay? Uh the 25th anniversary. It's just 20, it's just must be the 25th anniversary of Urban Hanksy. I mean, like, when is going to be the first anniversary of night? <laughs> like, fuck is it next? Like, that's what I want to know. When's the first day anniversary of night? I'm sorry, it's Urban. We got we got celebration of Urban Hayes. We 
20, 20 anniversary of Vietnam, 19th anniversary. Of this. I'm sick of it. I think Maxwell's starting like a fucking trend a little bit because now I'm starting to see celebrities celebrate their old fucking albums. I was like, this is Maxwell shit because Maxwell started this shit because he was using the release night for something. <laughs> him and Sony. I'm going to start touching him and Sony out. I just like fucking That's what I feel like. I, would, I feel like I would just fuck with him for no reason. But Gemini's will fuck with you back. They can play with Gemini. But listen, I, I'm tired of this. But I'm going to go ahead and play the some some song. Right? But damn it, can we get the first anniversary, the first, like, week anniversary of night? How many years has it been? It's, it's almost five years. Will it be five in July? No. So we got two more years, maybe, where the average is two, like seven years. So maybe night won't be out for a minute. Quit asking for it. Yeah, okay. It's not. It's really like four and a half or four, like four. 2016 was the last one, so it's going to be a fucking while. <laughs> I'm quit asking. Shit. I mean, and, I, and you know what? After reading today, what I read today about the record industry, shit, I wouldn't really say <laughs> My asses would be selling them glasses. I'd be out there putting up in $300 records ain't selling worth of shit. I, said, I read this article today, this good article, Apple Music, Kevin Lowes, about the rise of the music executive. Oh, my God. You know, it was sad because what was sad is a lot of artists have been having a hard time during this pandemic because they haven't been able to perform live. And performing live was their fucking bread and butter because, you know, they ain't get no money from record sales no more, and they and it's hard to see that the day of the, you know, um, the music sales. You, I mean, literally, if you want to be a singer today, <laughs> I mean, like literally, you probably are going to be singing for like the love of it. <laughs> Unless you big, 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 okay? Like the love. So I would, I don't know if I'd be putting out or I see my Rihanna's running around here selling fancy uh, makeup and and and, uh, and lingerie and shit. Because she can't sell, they ain't selling no fucking albums. They like, shit, fuck that. I'll sell me some uh, uh, cologne. I'll sell some, everything out here. <laughs> shit, I wouldn't be in a rush to put out no damn album either. Shit. And especially probably it's hard to support maybe in this time, you know, with the pandemic and stuff. But that's what I read today about the record industry. And it's so sad because a lot of artists are not understanding that you're no longer, because, you know, there's certain artists that have only made their, a lot of artists are finding themselves in the middle of the pandemic because they haven't been able to go perform live. They find, they're finding themselves having to sell off their, uh, their catalogs because they don't have the money. Like they wasn't up saving up for a rainy day and shit. <laughs> and, you know, they can't get money from the old way of just people going to the record store because, you know, streaming and shit, because streaming is like a penny or a couple of pennies of stream and shit. I mean, it's really sad. It's like, you know, and, and, and there's no going back. So artists have to find a way to sell themselves in the midst of, I mean, sell themselves beyond their music. When some are just simply musicians, you know what I'm saying? And so if they don't have that live outlet 
She's fucked up out here. <laughs> I mean, it ain't funny, but shit. I wouldn't put my ass and put out no album either. Shit, I might make y'all wait 20 years. <laughs> Foxy, I get it. I get it. After reading that today, I really get it. It was a great article. Kevin Lowes was the main person they talked about in it, but it was in Apple. And I think we just try the, art, the name of the article before I get out of here. Um, I put it up on the Carlotta Chatworth Facebook page. It's a really good article. Um, and you know what? I read another article, too, about Hollywood scandals, like how they be, how these people, these pictures, like they be signing, how people be having, they be so many more sex tapes out there than people think and how they negotiate. <laughs> people for releasing them and stuff. Oh, my God. It's terrible. I felt sorry for some of you guys there. I'm like, damn. Anyway, <laughs> they be coming, they be coming hard at them, you know. I'd be so scared every time we go in a hotel room like that. Like, you can't, like, you can't just get with somebody like in that for a nice, you know. <laughs> like they can't have one night stands like comfortably no more because the motherfucker may be to put some videos and shit in your hotel. You gotta loot the hotel room, make sure you ain't got nobody hiding shit. <laughs> it's hard to be famous. It's hard. <laughs> They probably scared of anybody to come up to. I mean, it was just interesting. It was just an interesting article. It was on Apple too. It's called um, "Sex Tapes, Hush Money, and Hollywood Economy Secrets." Okay, it's from the Wired. Oh, you guys should read that. Really good article. And then the one for Kevin Loud. Music music executives are dominating the industry again. This is from Bloomberg Businessweek. Very, very good. Okay. Because it's fucked up out here for the musicians, man. I mean, the music is that might be making it bad. But these musicians, they better get to, they got to get these concerts started. <laughs> Especially while it's summer, because y'all can do these outside venues. <laughs> sad. I mean, it's just sad, though, when you read it. I mean, you really recognize how how much things have changed and how far behind even the artists are not aware of the situations of some of them, not all of them, but a lot of them are not aware of the situations they find themselves in. It's very disheartening for a, uh, for a creative. You know what I'm saying? But to me, it just means that you have to expand your reach of creativity. I mean, you have to, you can't afford to be uh, what Michael Jackson and people like that were in the 80s and 90s. You have to find other ways to exert yourself. Like I said, I'd be selling the fucking last thing to get here to the fashion. <laughs> Rihanna said, like, Rihanna got her some makeup and shit. Rihanna sold the shit out of that makeup. She said, damn, the album. <laughs> oh, my God. That's it for the day. I've been having nothing messing with y'all. Y'all tired of me. <laughs> we out, out. We into it. Maxwell, something, something. I'll see y'all next week, okay? I'm out. Have a good wish. <laughs>